Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer and the 40k Spice Center with Nick, the hot take hombre, and Tom, the tell all tit. Shit, I didn't know where to end that. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't plan right that. I should have <laughs> written something. I should have. You know, uh, we know you don't plan things wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, obviously, I'm joined by Nick and Tom. Logan uh, is away. He's currently traveling uh, in Poland, so he won't be able to join us for today's show. Hey, Full Greamer, thanks for resubscribing. Thanks, everyone, for joining us live. Uh, it's so great to uh, have you all here. We're going to be talking about the Orc Codex today. We'll be taking a first look. Uh, obviously, the leaks have only just come out. Uh, so, um, and I know like loads of people have already like tried to deep dive it and stuff and there's loads to talk about, but let's just take our time with it and have like, and shoot the shit, right? Because like, I'm very excited about it and we should just hang. Uh, before we get into that though, Nick, my friend, uh, we had a great event here at the weekend. Uh, do you want to talk to us about it? What's going on? How are you? How are you? Let's do how are you first? Um, I'm all right. Thank you. I was just explaining to Tom that, uh, I've had a little bit of a stressful work week, but partly because it's been really warm here. Us British generally our natural habitat is dark gloomy skies with a little bit of rain uh, as soon as you like think it might be sunny for a little bit so it's been a bit of a culture shock to be so hot all the time well, uh, you used to that by now no definitely not well okay but we're like we'll we'll all have to get used to it as the world comes to its eventual doom oh, okay i was going for a different route there but you, you made yeah. it dark fine yeah <laughs> i mean this is a hot summer, but if it makes anyone else feel better, this is this is the coolest summer of the rest of our lives. So, a glass of iced water to all of you. <laughs> yeah. A glass of iced water is pretty full for you, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom, talk to me, baby. Talk to me, you hairy legend. Uh, how are you? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I've played a lot of 40k this week. I'm meant to be painting an army for uh, this weekend, where I'm going to be playing in a Captain's Clash 2 the uh, T-Sports Arena, uh, but the panic hasn't quite set in yet, so now I'm painting Dire Avengers instead. Um, so I'll have to sort that out at some point. Uh, I also played a couple of games of 40k today as well, uh, down at Warhammer World, which I'll tell you about later, and I've played at Necros' event every weekend as well, which I'm sure he'll tell you about a little bit more uh, in a minute. Uh, okay, okay, very excited about that. All right, good. How am I? Warm uh, is the answer. Excited about, like... Live you look like, like you got a you look like you got a breeze on you though. You got a fan. Yeah, I got a you fan. Got a fan on yeah, I got a fan. <laughs> I got one fan out there in the world. Uh, and uh, let me tell you, like I like I'm excited about orcs in a way. Like I don't think I've been excited about 40k for a while. Um, uh, just because like it's okay, Rob. You're still angry and bitter about the codex and how awful it is. Am I? I don't know. Apparently no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm, I'm like great. I'm like because listen, like. If we're going to have, if the game is, like, let, we talked about this last week. If the game's going to be broken as hell, why not Orcs? Yeah, I'm in. Why? Like, yeah. I just want to hear a lot I guess, of men scream. Yeah, uh, hey, Neil in the chat. Massive love to see you in the chat. I missed your tons. I'll call you tomorrow. Um, if you're free, obviously. Uh, the, uh, like, well, you not, Nick, that's a good argument. I feel like I can get behind. If if broken, why not orcs? Well, I don't know. I I, th I think orcs are actually pretty good at fixing things. Like they're pretty good at putting stuff together. And like their big their big mechs are pretty good. So I'm I'm hoping that we've had obviously Drakari and Admech being the broken ones. I'm hoping that orcs are here to fix it. Maybe that was Games Workshop's plan all along. 
Maybe that was a I don't know. cunning I but brutal it, uh, strategy that they have. I heard Games Workshop are cracking down on third-party miniatures, which means I need to... Uh, oh, but, God. The Matt guns. Oh, God. The Do you guns. know what? Because it's guns. the Spice Center. Let's. We were like, should we not talk about it? And Tom wanted to just lull, mega lull, Chad, remote I, I mean, react. I, just, I was just going to make a joke about my Matt guns, but you're going for it. Okay, okay. no. Go so on, make a joke. Make a joke and let's go all the way. Come on. Yeah, that was it. We've done it now. Yeah, I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to use my Matt guns anymore. Uh, because Games Workshop, I think they're official third-party models because they're so well they, done. They are pretty convincing, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are very convincing to like the the unable to see. Um, I don't know if it's okay to say True. blind people. So True. Not yeah. Saying it. Yeah, it's fine. I'd, I'd get some lawyers prepped if I was in Tom. <laughs> Me just too. In case. It's okay. Don't worry. I'm currently doing a, a course on YouTube about how to be a sick lawyer in it. I personally, if I if you could, I would make. Um, uh, I would get really expert in bird law. That's the way to take Games Workshop down. I don't imagine any of them are good at bird law. Um, and that will work. What Tom is referencing is uh, a video that's been made by all of the people who make content like that, which is just like, Games Workshop did this. Our Primarch's returning. Is the hobby dead? Yeah. Like, question mark, question mark. Um, and in that, they've updated their... To yeah, they've updated their IP oh, terms. hiding under your bed at night, about to... <laughs> you see because today's an interesting day right to talk about it if we're going to talk about it at all games workshop a multi-billion pound corporation therefore not a human being but full of lovely human beings i'm going to qualify the statement before we go any further is legally within the law inherently evil because it's a company uh so i'll just start there because its only goal is to make money and in no way cares about any other factor because that's all companies are, things to make money. So um, uh, because of that, they decided to protect their IP and shut down other people that like make fan content for for IP. And that doesn't like that doesn't make any difference. Like um, number one, like Star Wars lets it happen, and that's Disney, and they're evil as hell. Uh, Pokemon let it happen. Like multiple other major corporations do it because they actually see it as a way of making more money so in their primary goal of intending to make money they failed at the first hurdle by the actions that they're doing they're like we won't make anyone advertise our stuff and therefore we'll make more money and free advertising who wants that? who wants people excited i don't want that yeah i mean to be fair, maybe they went down a blizzard route and got really fed up of seeing that Rule 34 Warhammer everywhere, but, you know, it's all over the internet, and, you know, you can't help escape it, really, can you? So and like, they need to shut that down. Yeah, and here we're in, like, the day I bring it up is because have you seen the blizzard drama today? Not the snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the lawsuit. The lawsuit. Yeah, it's been nothing but sunshine over here. Tom, do you want to yeah. brief us? Oh, um, the California has charged Activision Blizzard with being cunts to their employees. Uh, there's a lot of heinous shit in there. Uh, I'd recommend you go and read it. Just have a Google. Um, I haven't read the full thing yet. I've just seen snippets. I've seen so many snippets. I can't remember many particularly specific examples because they're all pretty heinous. But go and have a look and uh, take a look at the lad bro culture that's going on at uh, Activision Blizzard and how it's harassing a certain uh, employees from certain demographics. Yeah. Effectively, they're evil pieces of shit. Like, or have, or oh, yes. some of them have acted yeah. like evil pieces of shit. But the point, like, again, it's a corporation. But it keeps happening. It's, yeah, it keeps happening. Yeah. Like, and how can you devolve yourself from um, 
uh, like, not devolve, but like, how can you remove yourself really from the conversation that's all corporations inherently are evil? And what they do intentionally is only make money and therefore people are just livestock to them and don't really mean anything. What was interesting is when you then move into the field of entertainment, which we're in, or not us three specifically, but like the Warhammer, the Warhams. Um, and by the Warhams, what they like do is provide entertainment and love and peace and like and one of the amazing things that Warhammer does is make people happy and joyous and amazing and like that like it's full like and, and it's so difficult to remove like you know those two things away from each other. So when you see them doing evil corporate shit, you're like, ah, oh, but I love the things. Like I love the orcs. Like I love the orcs, Nick. So like like what do I do? How do I how do I marry those two feelings? together or to separate them i don't know so what i'm gonna do is just fucking ignore it and not give a fuck and take the piss out of them that seems like the best answer yes. i would say just like every other problem it... problem in my life <laughs> just forget Get about it feeling there in a tiny little bottle find a beach and bury it there <laughs> and hit myself in the head with the rock so i forget the location and then yeah just like um uh thingy uh in the Matrix, what's his name? Cypher. Just like Cypher in the Matrix when he's talking to Agent Smith. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Just plug yourself back in, baby. Plug yourself back in. Does anyone, either of you two want to talk more about the IP thing? Because whatever. Not really. No. Um, I only hope that if they do bust into someone's house, like an American-style police raid to uh, gather up someone's 3D-printed army, um, I hope that they do it cosplaying as Space Marines <laughs> or Guardsmen. <laughs> Just so that person does get the, you know, that 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 emotion that you were just describing, Rob, of, ah, oh, I hate this happening. This is awful, but I love Warhammer. Is there's a space marine arrested? <laughs> yeah, like they feel like both the futility of the moment, exactly, but the joy. You don't want to sue that if a bunch of space marines broke down your door. Yeah, they took something that you probably shouldn't have. Uh, really, I guess maybe. And also, like, and also, to assuage fears, I don't think they're coming after people who make bat reps or a law video, or like any of that no. shit. But maybe they will. Who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, but like, just like the excellent decision to stop making digital products has led to a drop in piracy. Yeah, like, and in no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one in my local area. Is, is it? <laughs> Like, it's not a really good joke. Like, it's an excellent business decision by them. This will also go down as one of those stellar decisions uh, by them as a company. Anyway, spycenter.com over. That's where we... Are we, are we do we own 40 spycenter.com? We should buy that before Val buys it. We should and buy then, that, yeah. All Along of a sudden, that's apparently yeah. a frontline gaming show. Fucking who knows. Yeah. Um, FLGDickPills.com. <laughs> uh, Matt's also just dropped the lists for this weekend's event at the T-Sports Arena. And everyone is playing Space Marines. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Apart from like two Harlequin players, one Drakari player, and me. Yes. So there's there, there is a, there is a, there is a 40k event at the TSN Arena this weekend. Uh, so which is where I'm currently streaming from, and uh, Tom will also be attending. Uh, the lists are up. I might be doing a list show on it tomorrow. Uh, we're, we're we're waiting for one list, but I might be doing. Okay. All right. Um, uh, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I might be doing a list review show tomorrow on it all, which will be really fun uh, because I'd like to do those every time we have an event. But we'll talk about that uh, more tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. Um, all right. Let's before at least knowing the film, we do have you know some early predictions who's going to win. It sounds like it's going to be Tom or that guy playing Eldar. 
Not Drakari, isn't it? Yeah, or the guy played Drakari. Can I beat Drakari? Is that a question? Uh, uh, Right. Right, uh, we didn't ban Admec, no, but uh, we have a rule at the TSN Arena for events, which is no FAQ, no play. Um, because We have got an FAQ for, for Admec, though, Pardon right? me? We've got an FAQ for Admec, though, right? No, that's not it's out, right? No, they haven't done it. No, you can get it. Yeah, it's on the 40k website, 40k FAQs. Uh, it, it didn't come in before the cutoff time, is what I'm saying. I can No, I can check it. It was released on the 5th of July. Well, then maybe they're playing. Has anyone brought Admec? <laughs> no, okay. no one has. Well, there we go then. So there we go. Uh, but it's it. no FAQ, yeah. no play is True. what we Definitely operate here. Is. And I think yeah. I have a really good like analogy for no FAQ, no play. Because it's only like it's only like 16 people like playing at the TSN Arena because that's as big as it is. I think of it as like throwing a house party, right? And someone's like, oh, there's this dickhead coming. And you're like, oh, like maybe just don't let him come. It's like, cool, that works. Not until he sorted his act out, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. And then, like, once he sorted his act out, act out, he's allowed to come. That seems fine. Right, okay. Um, Nick, do you want to tell us about what happened? Before we talk about Orcs, do you want to tell us what happened at the weekend? How the weekend went? Uh, yeah, so we had League of Nights this weekend. Uh, it was uh, loads of fun. Uh, so, all nights... Alternating activations, uh, custom missions, which are based on 9th edition 40k, uh, with a bit of a twist. One of the secondaries was deploy tumblers as uh, I immediately chose uh, that, a little by the way. homage. I immediately chose that. Yeah, yeah, Rob mm-hmm. chose that when he played. Uh, so yeah, there's a little homage to scramblers and and Tom's dislike of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was loads of fun. I also had a side game. We bought the uh, the dice game that me and James invented that people still loved, and I challenged people to that game. And they could win a little spot prize, or they had to retrieve an item from the box of Endless Torment, which was a mm. box that I had, had to reach the hand in and pick an item out of. Uh, and there was like all sorts of uh, random shit in there. Uh, so that was just a bit of fun on the side. Um, we also had one Stomper player come. Matt uh, came with his Stomper. Technically, he was a two-Stomper player, you know. Yeah. What, <laughs> sorry? I said technically he was a two-Stomper player. He was a two-Stomper player. Two yeah, 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 yeah. Two stompers and a, and a mega dread, like a little tin they can. Have a bean can yeah. We got a games workshop. I'm going to send my lawyers after that one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt's Matt's already put it in a safety deposit box in, Swi- in Switzerland. So. <laughs> it's like every conversion is open for that joke now. Like every time you like you convert a model, you're like games workshop going to be straight after that. Watch out! Like, Watch it's out. hilarious. Uh, and we had a new winner this time. So DC, who's uh, often in the chat. So shout, massive shout out to DC. Uh, he has come third three times in a row at the first three League of Knights, but this time he finally got it. Uh, he won all of the games um, and got the got the win. Uh, Brad Clover came as well. He he won best army because he bought his new Chaos Knights. So he had one Castellan and then eight Armagers. They were like mixed between Admech Knights and Skaven um, in the traditional uh, Brad Clover mix of uh, stuff you're never quite sure he um, loves the conversion yeah. he loves it um just for everyone at home who might be wondering what the fuck we're talking about league of knights is a an alternating night based activation event um like tournament mm-hmm. which nick like writes packs for um and he writes hilarious secondaries for and it's just just kind of like a homebrew event uh, and it's really mm-hmm. fun like it's super fun, especially the alternating activations. Like it's very manageable and like and it's very quick. Yeah. 
and it's just really engaging. Mm-hmm. I had such a yeah. fun game. So we play. So it's a one. So it's a one day event. We play four games uh, because the games can be quite quick. We, they're generally two hour rounds, um, and you know you'll you'll often finish your game comfortably within that two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's alternating activations, which I think brings a real different uh, game style and experience to gem- normal forty k. Because you're always with alternating activation games. There's loads of them out there, um, but with an alternate, alternating activation game, you always feel engaged in the game. You can't switch off. Like in 40k, no, you'll you'll turn up to the table, you shake hands with your opponent, talk about their list. They'll deploy their 100, 120 Skitara Rangers, and then you'll just sit there as they you know shoot you. Take two turns. So, like, you might ha- you might have to spend half an hour just being shot at by someone in 40k or whatever, so, and you're just sitting there. Yeah. But because it's alternating activations, you're always engaged in the game, which I think is a big draw for me to write that style of pack for knights, because I think it combines a really cool game experience with awesome models. Uh, yeah. So knight games always look really cool on the table, but I don't think you the experience of playing knights on knights in general 40k isn't very good, and... Uh, although you know knights taking I, again even just knights versus another army I'm not sure I don't know um, it, it's how I lost round five the LGT right and what that does is it makes it more of an enjoyable experience because it's not just about the knight player that went first and shot you first wins yeah yeah yeah. yeah, no, and, so and, and it, also gives you so much opportunities to like mitigate a game as well, like to like decide how you want to play. Like, do you want to play super aggro? Do you not want to play super aggro? Like, it, I can't tell you how much i enjoyed it like again like not to over egg it but it was just so manageable it was like i do a thing cool you do a thing like it, like it very much felt like there, there was no downtime like and i'd forgotten because mm. it'd been a while since i played in that format and it's just really great so i just like to be very clear on that like really fun mm. yeah and i, and I <clears throat> so me and rob were sort of spare player for the event as i was running it uh, so I had a couple of games and Rob played uh, versus the Stompers, which I think was a hilarious game. Um, so yeah, it, yeah, I, I had a good time. So uh, we, were, we were running another one. I don't know, just later in the year, probably. Not got a date for that yet. Okay, amazing. If you mm. guys, by the way, you guys, it, you should sign up for that. Like when we announce it, we will announce it on the show as well. And big it up because you also played in it, Tom, right? Yeah, I did, and I brought a mate along as well. I hadn't played in about ten years. Amazing. And so he was playing his first forty k, forty k. Um, at, at the event, and at one point after round two, he's in first place. Uh, so he ended up right at the top at one point. Which he had a great time. I think he really, really enjoyed it because he's now looking at doing an army, like because he's more of a painter. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to work out whether he wants to do an Age of Sigmar one or a 40k one. I'm just like, dude, just do demons. But um, I played. Obviously, I lost to my mate round one because we were kind of just playing together. Um, not that I wasn't trying. It's just he ran over and punched me in the head, and I died. And that was that. Um, and then I played uh, Brad Glover round two with his awesome looking Chaos War Dogs Armageddon army mm-hmm. and the uh, despoiler, the Castellan equivalent for Chaos. Then I played against uh, the Stompers round three and then I played against uh, Full Grima round four. So I had a lot of fun. I uh, came third, used that to buy some spray for my Eldar army, which you can now talk about because it's been released into the Captain's Clash chat. Um, I'm, I'm now painting. So yeah, I had a great time with that. That was uh, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed oh, it. Oh, fun. Fun, fun, fun. I'd like to hear about your, your Eldar list. I know you, you, you're painting for the weekend. Yeah, That'll sure. Fun. Do you want to tell us? Uh, I can tell you, take you through it. Yeah, so I'm running uh, two detachments. Uh, they're both custom craft worlds. 
It's, I call it boomers and zoomers. Nice. Okay. Are they both patrols? Yeah. Uh, they, they are. So one is a spearhead and one's an outrider. Okay. Wow, so edgy. Uh, boomers is for things that make things go boom. Um, so that is like the Farseer on foot, uh, a Warlock on foot, six Star Avengers because I had some spare points, ten Shadow Spectres, uh, two squads of five Warp Spiders, uh, three squads of three Dark Reapers with Tempest launches, and three squads of two support weapons, uh, D Cannon. Uh, and then uh, a wave serpent to keep some of the stuff safe, turn one if I need to. And then the Craftworld Zoomers nice. has the young Khan in it and three individual cheapest chips vipers, uh, which have the ability to advance an extra two inches and they have an extra four inch range on their shuriken weapons. So they can zoom off and still probably shoot you. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Should I, be I, fun. Vipers were good when I was last playing Eldar. Uh, are they in there? Kind of. They're 50 points each. Uh, they also work really well with the Yunkan as well, because it's one of those where you now have to overcommit to that Viper to be able to kill the Viper and the Yunkan if it pops up. But you don't really want to put that much firepower near a Viper, because it is a, basically a paper bag flying across the board. Mm. It's like a paper bag with like a, a, a hairdryer in it. You set the hairdryer off and, you know, off goes a Viper. Um, so, yeah, I've got a lot of little units there. Grind them down is not a good pick for me, as I discovered today. Um, but it should be a lot of fun. There's a lot of interesting little tricks in there that I'll, I'll take you through next week after I've played okay. it. So, All right, fun. looking forward to that. Looking forward to Tom uh, gotcha-ing an entire event. Uh, really, really big fun. It's not, it's not a I'm gotcha. joking, it's God. Not. Take a joke. <laughs> Christ. I know what, it's not me that's the issue. It's the internet. You've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fear nothing. You've seen my I, I fear nothing. <laughs> okay, all right, great. You, you also got some practice games in today, right? I did, yeah. So I played against uh, Will Rose, and he was running his um, Sion. So he had like five Torox with all the guns. Um, he had two Valkyries, and then a bunch of deep striking squads with plus like an extra point of AP and all that shit. Uh, game one, he went first and shot me up enough that I couldn't do much back. I had enough chance to tag him later on, but it didn't quite work because I didn't kill his stupid company commander with the young card. Yep. Um, and so he won that one. And so next game, I fixed that. I rectified that problem by making a slight change to my decision making. In that this time, I beat him on the roll to go first, and I destroyed eight nice. units turn one. Whoa. Right. Okay. Do you practice for your first turn rolls? Yes. Yeah. I uh, make sure I get my special big wooden dice out, mm. and then I roll that. Nice. The one with all the six. Okay. <laughs> so thanks to our day for resubscribing. Massive love seeing you in the chat, and also everyone for joining us live. Tom. You were at Warhammer World playing, and I saw some of the picks. So if anyone doesn't agree with my statement I'm about to make, then feel free. But I looked at that. Nick, I don't know if you happen to see the terrain. Are they on Twitter? Yes, it is. Uh, Tom Layton shared a pick. But let me just say, holy Batman, what the hell is that? What the hell is that terrain? Like, uh, it's not what I would call useful. Let's put it that way. Tom, how did you find the terrain impacted the game? Um, I got shot a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, 40k is a game where you get shot a lot. That's kind of the point, right? Yeah, which is why, which is why I take a lot of Ignore's line of sight guns. And it doesn't really matter when there's no line of sight uh, blocking. Yeah, I guess. I, on the board. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I did have some WTP terrain fair. in my car. Yeah. I just did not want to get it out. 
because uh, it was downstairs and it was sweaty and it was a long way and I couldn't be bothered. Was it also because you were afraid of being arrested by the Games Workshop <laughs> Space Marine Police? Yeah, I've taken my plastic card terrain away from me. They do have but, security cameras in there, and there is yeah, there is a there is like a ta- like a ca- castle tower that they could easily position a sniper in. So, they could. That's where we're heading Vindicare Assassin all this time. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the place. Hold on, I'm just uh, getting. Uh, I'm just getting the link for you guys. It doesn't look the same as um, the Games Workshop official terrain pack tournament layout. It's it's not. It's just a bunch of terrain they lob out on one world tables. It's not necessarily tournament terrain, so it, it's not representative of, ter- of tournaments. I think. It, it's just, so is, it, is, it, is this the home of? Sorry, is this the home and uh, HQ? Yes, Forks Art. What's going on? Huge love to you. Huge. Um, uh-huh. uh, is this the home of 40k? Uh, it's the home of all Warhammer, Rob. So we need to make it accessible for Age of Sigmar so you have somewhere to put your armies. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Uh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, there's one, yeah, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven pieces. Seven pieces. Not even even. It's not even an even amount. <laughs> it's not even an even I remember amount. that used to be considered a dense ball. Look, if, if the bottom of the screen, if it's, if it's on the screen, Rob. Uh, it's not on the it's, screen. If you're, are you at the bottom of this? Uh, map, Tom. Because if you're the bottom and uh, your opponent I'm was the always, top, I'm you had two bits of terrain, <laughs> and he had five in his half. No, there's some in the middle. That's fine. He had three. I think you're fine. It's all right. No problems at all. It was all right. I think uh, the, I said it about terrain. The main issue was that we had an odd number of terrain pieces, but I think that's because Games Workshop hates uh, mirrored deployment zones. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's why. That's why this terrible-looking terrain is half-ass done. That's why they were like, "Do you want to do better terrain?" And they were like, "No, I can't abide like mirrored terrain sets. It's just gonna break my heart. That's so right. I won't do yeah. it. I just won't do it." Uh, is for artistic reasons. Yeah, no. they're very artistic. <laughs> due to due to artistic reasons, this I'm yeah. gonna do that in the future for all problems. Someone's like, "What is due to creative differences? We have decided your shit-looking <laughs> army can be shot off the board." <laughs> Uh, okay. Um... That's why they do it. When you went to LGT and you saw all our shitty-looking armies, Rob, that's when it happened. They decided we're just not going to put any terrain out, and we're going to make all the guns bigger, and therefore all of you can take your models off that table as quickly as possible because we don't want to see that. Uh, listen, I. <laughs> that's what it is. Fine. That's what it is. Fine. You're punishing us for our hobby standards. Uh, big love to Innes in the chat. Also to Forksart, who got herself a Beast Snagger box, and she's going to build herself a for- first 40k army. Uh, no, wait, is that... So I... Yeah. Yeah, so she's going to build her first yeah. army. Um, uh, so don't worry, Forksart, you can 100% be in the gang slash team uh, with us, and you 100% should come to uh, uh, Honest Wargamer HQ, TSN Arena, and play some Warhams with us. Um, the terrain looks terrible, By the way, I... I... That's fine. I also tweeted the picture of a pepper with all of the... Uh like the Nando's pepper from the like spice guy yeah. on Twitter. And I just put like the dates of all, when all the books were released <laughs> and now Innis and James Ramsey are critiquing my stupid pepper. How dare they? In fact, Innis turned up in the chat to critique. How the dare they in any way yeah. critique your pepper? I don't know why they're taking it so seriously, man. I know. Do you know what? I mean, they're saying Death Guard isn't hot. I mean, they should just stop being shit. Innis, you know. boss baby uh, Wilson is 100% the, uh, the Perry Perry of 40k. Um, I heard he's the Finnish captain now. Who? 
Never mind. Oh. <laughs> don't worry about it. Sorry. Sorry, I don't know your ETC jokes. You're Jesus. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about orcs? 31 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I just want to give a quick shout out to, to uh, a fellow Necron overlord. You need to give a shout out to Dick Vanderhoosen because he won a GT Ooh. with Necron. Shut up. When? Last weekend. <laughs> Nick's left the room. For the podcast people, Leaving. Nick left the room. Uh, <laughs> what, did he really? I mean, to be fair, yeah, it, was so only, wanna... it was only in Belgium. They were only good at TTS. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Don't take this one. <laughs> Don't take this from us. Yeah. Okay, let's just, I'm just going to uh, Yes, we won a GT. Um, so I'm going to slightly copy his list because I played a practice game last night with my Necrons against Andy. Shout out to Baron AJ in oh, chat. Is that, is, that Bar- is, that, is Andy Baron AJ? That's so nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I think so. Um, yeah, there he is. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we played a game last night with Necrons. So I was testing out a list for a tournament I've got in a couple of weeks. Um, uh, so Dick's list was kind of... So, yeah, I think it had to so be two Katakun Command Barges. Right. Two times twenty Necron Warriors, ten Necron Warriors, three times five raids, and some heavy destroyers, um, and Chronomancers. Um, so I'm I'm stealing the Chronomancers because I played a game against Andy last night and I had a Technomancer who is a dude who can put D three warriors back into your arm uh, into a Necron Warrior brick, but the Chronomancer is a dude who can put a five plus invun save on it. So uh, I definitely realised. Oh yeah, I'm re- I'm revolt yeah, yeah, yeah. but just the five up alone when you compare it, I think to the Technomancer, which I've been playing, is you'd rather save a third of the damage coming in rather than res D3. I think I think it's way better that. So I've been playing the Technomancer set to now, so I'm definitely stealing the Chronomancers. Um, but I'm I'm loving playing the big twenty blocks, and I think Doomsday arcs and Ghost arcs. Um, in the all obsec thing are just fantastic because they're so solid and they can just pump out a load of shots. Um, has has his uh, has his um, win inspired you to run the Necrons? Like, is it like reignited the well, love? Because you well, were last like, week I did say you were like fuck these. Last week I did say I wasn't like feeling them. I was thinking about going back to the Death Guard. Yeah. I I did before before I knew this. I did uh, go back and say you know I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the Necrons a go. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna I'm gonna take into the event and give it a okay, go. But definitely. Uh, I have been inspired by Dick um, <laughs> in this in this situation because you know uh, yeah just giving you that motivation that it, it is possible. The dream it does is on. Give you some good motivation. That's it, listen, it, possible but hard. Come on, definitely hard. Yeah, really hard. Uh, wait. Also, who is this Nick Forks Art in the chat? By the way, lovely lady who raided once, and she's just a fucking delight. You should go check out her Twitch channel. <laughs> um, who, also, who is this Nick? He looks like Warhammer version of James Bond. We call him Fit Nick. Fit Nick. Yeah, that's what we call him, Fit Nick. Uh, but yeah, if you, there you go. He's in the chat. If you want to follow him on the Twits, um, uh, we use him to like uh, just generally just to bamboozle uh, the audience. Uh, so it's all can say shitty things. And to topple evil Warhammer overlords. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so do you think, uh, so Nick, do you think your, your list could, could do well? You got legs? Are you inspired by the Dick Van Der Hoosen? I think it, I think it could, I think it could be okay. I really, so in my list, uh, a little small detachment that I have, which is the heavy support one, I can't remember which one it is, whether that's Spearhead, maybe. Yeah. One of those ones. We have a HQ and th- three to six of another type. So, I have uh, a, dis- a Locust and... Destroyer Lord. Oh, so Locust Destroyer Lord with the Voltaic Staff, which is like a Assault 4 Tesla Damage 2 Staff. So that's really yep. good. Um, 
He rewards ones to hit and reroll ones to wound for destroyers within six, and he is a destroyer. And then three heavy destroyers. And their chapter tactic in, in my list uh, is the one where you can re- you get a five up DPR against mortal wounds, and then you have um, a one reroll on your wound. So because the heavy destroyers, they just have one really good anti-tank weapon. Uh, they've got one shot, so rerolling ones to hit, and you get one reroll on your wound roll. So they're really nice MSU mobile, like ridiculous AP, high strength, high damage, anti-tank uh, tech in your list. So I really like having that small detachment. And, and the Destroyer Lord, I think, with the Voltaic Staff in that detachment is really reliable for the damage output it does for 105 points, which is not much. Um, and yeah, and then backed up by the classic all obsec six inch pregame move, tw- two two times twenty warrior blobs and doomsday arcs and things like that. I fucking hate those warrior blobs. They fucking <laughs> trigger me so much. Because um, uh, they do quite a lot of output when they're in the right place. I think so. Yeah, the, the doomsday arc. It's a bit swingy because it's d six shots, d six damage, but just it that that's good. It could be better, um, but it's fine. But it's just so great because it's uh, it's a big footprint. It's 14 wounds. It's always you can't wound it on, on less than a four, and it's got a five up in run save. Okay. And it's obsec. And it is obsec. Yeah, that's true. The obsec bit is also the super nice part. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, yeah. Agreed. Okay. Well, so what? That's the event in a couple of weeks. Uh, yes, on the seventh. Okay. All right. Well, that's exciting. Mm. Uh, good luck with. And eight. Huh? So what are you saying? It's a six game one. Sorry, seventh and eight. It's, it's uh, wait. Where are you yeah. playing? Where, where's this? Wow. Oh, it's uh, Hellstorm. It's, it's the next. It's the Hellstorm event. The Bolter. They're doing two. The Chainsword and the Bolter, or something like that. It's in Mansfield. Mm, yeah. So this is one that I had. Uh, so yeah. So I had had this ticket before and COVID hit. So this is a free. So they just cancelled the event and they're running. If if you had a ticket to the previous event, you get a free ticket this time. Hey, great work. Okay. That's well, good luck at the event. Uh, let us know how that goes. Um, is it a big event? How many yeah, people? Uh, I think because Mansfield, where the venue is, the the capacity is smaller now. What it's san- it's the new Sanctuary Gaming Centre. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm not sure that the capacity is 40 or 50, something like that. 40, I think. Yeah. I think 40. Yeah, it's still quite a big event in nowadays terms. Obviously, not uh, uh, yeah. anything like America, but like you know. <laughs> less said about whatever they're up to the better all the time um uh, okay all right sweet uh good luck with that um Thank you. Uh, should we talk okay. about should okay. we talk about oaks the oaks let's do it i'm hyped for oaks okay let's go you guys didn't get the memo i'm wearing a green t-shirt because we're doing oaks where's your green i'm gonna be honest nick you're lucky we're wearing a t-shirt at this point and i'm green with jealousy about you having show. such a nice top so does that does that answer the yeah. question? Like, uh, um, <laughs> all right, chapter approved. Uh, no orcs, orcs rules. Let's go. Let's do this. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start at kind of like I think in a sideways way, but I think it's a good way, right? Which is talking about their secondaries. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just because yeah. it's just kind of it kind of like throws us into a nice spot. Like, okay, let's score points. Um, uh, and they've got four secondaries, um, of which I think one is okay, like maybe two. Uh, so you've got no mercy in the no mercy, no respite category. You've got stomp them good. The nominees are yeah. The nominees are stomp them good. 
Uh, you score three victory points. Thanks to Templar for resubscribing. It's so great that you might play a game that we all care about at some point. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, how many bits to get Nick and Tom to swap tops as Zip Zap Rap? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> well, just across the screen. Just like pass it. Yeah. <laughs> if we could all the magic that of television. So this is score three victory points at the end of each battle round if the number of enemy units destroyed by melee attacks made by orcs units, which is nice because it's a, like a broad amount, from your army is more than the number of friendly non-Gretchen units that were destroyed by melee attacks during this battle round. And then you score one additional victory point at the end of each battle round if the number of enemy units destroyed by melee attacks made by orcs um, uh, uh, from your army is at least two and double or more than the number of friendly non-Gretchen units that were destroyed by many attacks this battle round. So what do you guys uh, think about that kind of off the bat? A little bit hard to track, I guess. Well, not not hard, but it's just another little thing to bookkeep. Like Killmore, uh, it's kind of like a Killmore thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 100%. But, well, I guess it, it is Killmore. It's the Killmore secondary, but you can't lose Gretchen units. Uh, it doesn't matter if you lose Gretchen units. Yeah. So you don't. I guess it's kind of in the orcs narrative. They they'll happily throw in Gretchen to die. Don't they? Don't they're just like, uh, yeah, they they're useful uh, to orcs. They don't really care about them in terms of like their morale or or their society. I guess. Um. So it's it's actually from your army. It's more than the them. number of friendly non-Gretchen units, and Gretchens don't count uh, towards this. So basically, yeah. like you just kill more than your opponent. Uh, and Gretchen units, don't, you don't have to worry about losing the Gretchen units. So you can use them as screens and shields and other stuff. So it's quite yeah. nice, actually, in that regard. So actually, your trash isn't going to make you do worse in this setup. So um, yeah. I quite like this. It's grinding them down for melee, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's whether or not like the yeah. whole book <coughs> the whole book is good in melee and is going to reward you yeah. in that way. Uh, but I don't mind this one. I think this it one's doesn't, it doesn't, takeable. I don't think it necessarily needs to be good in melee. You could, you could, have, you could use Gretchen how... I feel like this is encouraging you to like you could just have big screens of Gretchen, like loads of little units of ten or twenty or whatever, and throw them forward and just have loads of shooting orcs behind them. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So you're not letting your opponent get to you because you're flooding the ball with Gretchen, but then you're, you're dackering them down with all your rocket truck squig buggies. Oh baby, rocket truck squig buggers. Um, okay, so that's that's stomp them good. Shadow operations. Can I can I can I yeah, go? Yeah, for yeah go sorry, for it, Tom. Rob. Sorry. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like that one's quite situational. Um, obviously, if you're against things like Tau or against things like Guard or maybe Craftworld, then it's probably fine. But even then, I think a lot of the problems with it is that in a lot of turns, you're not going to be able to score it anyway, right? For example, if you're in turn uh, turn one, you're probably going to find it a bit of a struggle, uh, especially when it comes to changes to Evil Sons and what have you that we see later on in the book, um, in terms of making it hard for you to get charges off turn one. Uh, I also think it pigeonholes you down a route where you don't necessarily want to go in terms of melee orcs. Because my personal perspective on this book is that I don't want to really build like a horde melee orc army. I don't think that's the way you go with this book. And I think the secondary kind of forces you down that route. Although if you do want to go down this, it can be fine if you're looking to score like 9 to 12 points. But charging isn't necessarily as consistent as it used to be with orcs. Okay. That's super fair. I, I think I think uh, that's one of the interesting things about the book as a whole is how are you going to play it. And I think it's just going to be very, very different to how people used to play, and that's great. Um, because I don't think... I think it's great. Like, because... Oh. Yeah, I don't uh, I, Well, I don't think it's that... If that's the case, I... This is the first time I'm looking at these walls. I haven't had time. Oh, no. Did I lose you? 
Nick. No, I'm still here. It's just Nick. Oh, it's fine. We'll he's carry on. livid it's about the orc changes. So much so he abandoned he's, the stream. He's so disappointed. He abandoned here. the so stream. So was the second one? Was the second one get the good bits? Uh, it, the second one is yeah, shadow operations category. Yeah. So this is shadow operations. So that means it's in the same uh, category as razor banners and as uh, rod, mm -hmm. which is quite a big secondary. Rod. Now that I've changed it from the shit secondary it used to be. Uh, so, if you selected the secondary objective, and after both sides have finished deploying, starting with your opponent, hypothetically, this is what it says, obviously we can't know, uh, <laughs> the players alternate uh, selecting objective markers that are not within any player's deployment zone to be uh, good bits objective markers, so you're just looting objectives, until uh, three objective markers have been selected. Uh, I mean, all core units from your uh, army can attempt the following action at the end of a movement phase, hypothetically. Uh, one or more or, uh, core units from your army can... Uh... Okay, so basically you need to go up to three objectives and you do an action on them. And if you do, you get uh, three victory points. Yeah. So maximum yeah. number of points you can get is nine. Yeah, and I don't think it's a good one anyway. Like, no, I, like if you're doing an action on things, you might as well get more points out of it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of this one at all. It's, Nick, it's like shit rod. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick, you've, uh, you're back now. What are your thoughts? I'm back. Oh, I was going to say maybe you think it's great that the book doesn't play this way it used to because you got rid of your orcs, most of your orc stonks recently, whereas I'm still lumbered with old money. I've got loads of boys, orcs. so I'm I'm gonna be a little bit salty if loads of boys isn't good. I, the, so let's just talk, can we talk before like because I think this is a good one, right? Because yeah. like I've seen a bunch of like reactions, but like you you have to the army has to progress. It's an old range, and also getting into orcs like I did like like the beginning of eighth. It's so fucking wide. Like I saw someone be like, Wide. "Yeah, let's make grot. Yeah, like let's like make grot tanks great." I was like, "You know what? Fucking fuck them into the sea. Like they're cool, but like I think books that have got that many options, Space Marines, like are just a fucking problem. Like it's they're just, not that like, bad actually. Now with grot tanks, they're just a bit expensive for how quickly they die." I know what I'm. What I'm trying to say yeah. is, is like, as I get yeah. it, like Nick and I get it, but I also feel like you know, like it's nice that there are some nice new options. And that they're pretty playable, right? Like, and then you don't yeah, have to I'm, be like, I'm, oh, I'm gone. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be upset if other stuff is good, but if they're, if, like, like I said, I've not seen this, I've not seen the codex yet, so we don't know, and it's very new. Hypothetically, but yeah. If, if stuff that I had been playing, personally, I think I will be a bit upset because I have loads of boys, because that's kind of what I wanted to do in the last codex. I think, like, an orc horde looks really cool. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying I personally will be a little bit upset if all the stuff that I spent loads of time painting and building uh, for the last codex isn't good and everything that I haven't got is now better that I have have to in commas buy. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I know, I, I and I do, I do recognise that. I do recognise that. I recognise the frustration. I yeah. do, I really, really do. Um, I'm most upset though because they the the thing that made me start my orc army was the Chinook, and they've legended that now. They so have. if they do it again with this codex to my current collection, then that's going to be uh, even worse. Heartbreaking. Uh, well, anyway, I I got out. I, I think you got to... Just like kids. That's why you kind of haven't been like, you know, you're like, oh, this one's gone a bit wrong. You just 
fucking kick them out, leave, start a new leave, one. Leave, start another, start another one elsewhere in a different country. Start a, different a new family, country. different country. That's that's how I was raised, and that's how I'll <laughs> raise my kids. Yeah. <laughs> right, purge the enemy, which is Tom very unimpressed by that joke. Uh, <laughs> has Tom gone now? Where's I don't Tom know why. I don't know why it's booted me out of the call randomly, but that was the thing it did. So <laughs> I didn't even click anything. It's fine. Fair enough. Hello, Tom. Welcome back. Hello. Uh, Hello. I don't know what's happening with the tech issues. Also, yeah. is your camera frozen now? Um, I don't know. Is it? Yeah. It's frozen on Sky. It doesn't. It doesn't look frozen to me on my end. But okay, whatever. Fine. Okay. Brilliant news for us all. Uh, <laughs> right. So the next one uh, is the biggest of the best, which is purge the enemy. Um, yeah. uh, uh, category. If you set the secondary objective, you score three victory points at the end of each battle round for each of the following achieved by your Orcs Warlord. So I think you can just stop reading there. Yeah, yeah. generally character-specific ones are very hard to get, and obviously, despite saying, well, like, and... Back, Tom. Good job. Yeah, you, it's one of those ones your opponent can try and avoid it, can't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And also, like, if they just kill you, like, I don't know, man. Like, they kill you, dude. I whatever. feel like I feel like this is a Gazi specific one. Could this be the Gaz Gazi one? Like, if Ga if Gazgul is really really good, good at stomping and killing, you could put this on him, and if he achieves, yeah, for a but maximum thing, five points. So the things you got to do are. But do you want to make Gazi a warlord? Though? Yeah, and the things you got to do are an enemy monster or vehicle unit is destroyed as a result of a melee attack, so they've got to have a monster or vehicle. So. <laughs> No, like yep. let's throw that away. An enemy character is destroyed. Okay, their character's got to be front line, so probably not. Uh, five or more enemy models were destroyed as a result of attacks made by this warlord. Yes, achievable. But like, I don't know. Like, are you? T but not in turn one. Yeah, not in turn or one. Turn two, realistically. So are you taking or it? Maybe even turn four or five if you're dead. Yeah. So I don't think you're taking it. Like personally. Yeah, let's go. Um, no, probably not. And then your opponent's got too much control. Yeah, they? way too much control. And then finally, Battlefield Supremacy. Uh, uh, so, Green Tide. The Green Tide has been changed from a stratagem into a secondary objective. And it is at the start of the table, divide the battlefield into four even quarters. Before, <laughs> score go. three victory points at the end of the battle round if two or more battlefield quarters have an orcs unit from your army that contains 11 or more models wholly within. Score five victory points at the end of the battlefield battle round instead if all four battle quarters... <coughs> have an orcs unit from the army that contains 11 or more wholly within so this is really reliant on the fact that nick like you're like if you take all your orc boys you're smashing this because you're having a load but if mm -hmm. the book is a bit more hero hammery a bit more elite not really using loads of boys call mm. this one awkward is what i'd do uh so mm. this plays into how your army wants to play nick so that's good right if you want to take it does it does um but i think the pro part of the problem maybe the meta yeah, i don't know uh, so maybe part of the problem if this is a secondary and the best way to achieve this is to have lots of models that basically gives your opponent uh relatively easy no prisoner points yeah. so you might you might max this secondary but your opponent probably will max this secondary as well yeah 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 like uh tom what are your thoughts on so, this you know, really get, get. Um, one of the other things that makes it really interesting is how you divide it up into quarters. Yep. Talk to me why. Is it like one quarter in top left, one quarter in top <laughs> right, one quarter in bottom left, one quarter in bottom right? Or could I do four long slices down the board? Uh, yeah, it doesn't say how to do it. I have it. all four quarters uh, from my own deployment zone. Uh, and who gets to choose? Nobody. It doesn't even specify. Amazing. They didn't even think about it. 
<laughs> Amazing. Triangular hexadegrons. Uh, I'm in. Uh, how do you cut a pizza anyways? Great question. Uh, I'm in. All right, perfect. Love that. Love that. Nice. That's uh, also on page 69, so perfect. Um, nice. Draw lines corner to corner. So easy to achieve. Uh, <laughs> uh, amazing. All right, I don't think that'll be very useful because you probably, 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 probably aren't um, uh, taking it. it. Aren't taking lots of boys anyway. Nick spotters. Uh, but maybe you would. Maybe you will. All right. Let's talk about the let's talk about the clans, shall we? The clans. Uh, I'll talk about the general um, uh, stuff anyway. So you've got DACA weapons, which we already know they've got two profiles, uh, and if you're in half range, you get to use the other one. Uh, abilities. Here we go. If you have the here we go on the data sheet, then you can reroll charge rolls made for units with this ability. Pretty massive to have that potentially army wide, right? Like Tom, didn't you fail yeah. a bunch of charges today? Yeah, but they're all three inch charges, and I failed pretty much. I failed most of them. But a reroll would have been nice. <laughs> it would is have. It, still... it would have. It's, it's slightly in a nerf, though, because previously, with here we go, it was reroll one on both of the yep. dice. Uh, whereas now it's just a flat reroll the entire charge, which yep. is a, a toned down, which is another one of these things that we're talking about that makes melee slightly less reliable. Um, but it's still. It's still good, but you get it for free. Basically, if you have CPF return, it means you don't have to like prioritize different charges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, what are you thinking? Here we go. Happy with that? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. It's, well, it's it's got worse, so I'm not happy about that, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's good having the army, is what it I'm... makes it makes it a bit clearer. It's like you are, you roll your two dice or you re-roll them. Yeah. Not one or both. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, You're yeah, both right. It's a nerf, but I'm clearer. happy because it's there because that's great. Good delivery system for yes. the gang. Uh, yeah. Ramshackle. Each time an attack is allocated to this model with the ramshackle rule, if they are. So this won't be all of the units, obviously. Uh, unless the attack has a strength characteristic of eight or more, subtract one from the damage characteristic of the attack to a minimum of one. Pretty fucking nice, I'm going to say. I'm glad I've got them to a minimum of one in there after the previous book. Yeah, they're, the they're smashing it. They could have never foreseen previously that that would have been yeah. put in. Uh, I think that's good. That's nice. So what is it? Any, yeah. Anything over eight, you don't reduce any damage. Yeah, eight or more. Yeah. So seven eight down. Eight or more. So anything less. Seven down, reduce damage by one. Yeah, minus yeah. one damage. So, by the way, when we're going through this book, it's definitely worth keeping an eye on who has this rule for the vehicles because that's quite decent things like auto cannons or what have you. Yeah, yeah, of course. And heavy bolts. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, then they've got mob rule. Now, this has had a big nerf. Uh, while this unit is within six inches of a friendly clan mob unit that is not under half strength, this unit is never considered to be <clears> under half strength. Very different to having a leadership to the number of mobs yeah. in the unit. So, a big old nerf. Big old nerf. So, that's strike one against the horde orc approach yes strike one we'll go through the book and we'll keep going strike, strike one. one sorry nick sorry nick um and then they've got beast snagger is also in there as well each time a model with this ability makes an attack that targets a vehicle or monster add one to the attacks to hit roll and every model in this unit has a six up invulnerable save pretty pretty different to oh oh so yeah pretty, pretty okay. good pretty Good. But you know, a while ago when the community articles started coming out, I was worried uh, that my boys were going to get invalidated. But now I feel reassured that my entire collection is invalidated. Hey, <laughs> if it helps you, if it helps you out, your boys don't really have any stratagems either. So that that's oh god. <laughs> 
Anyway, right, let's talk about the subcultures. That's right, the sub-factions. Right, you've got snake bites, right? And we kind of know these already, but I'll just go through them again. They've basically got transhuman, so you can't wound them uh, unless you've got a weapon profile that's eight, or a strength characteristic that's eight or more. You can't wound them on a one, two, or three. So that's uh, on snake bites. But that'll be your whole army, right? Um, in, in snake bites. And they also, each time a squig model with this culture makes a melee attack, uh, if that model's, if they made a charge or heroic intervention, uh, basically you get to add one to the attack's wound roll, which is obviously pretty great. And don't forget that obviously like doubles up really nicely, as we just talked about with the beast snagger um, uh, thing. That if you've, uh, uh, if you made a, if you target a vehicle or monster, you'd be adding plus one to the attacks to hit rolls. So if you are, you had a squig model, let's say in snake bites, you'd be plus one to hit, plus one to wound against a monster if you charged, which would be pretty nice, or a vehicle, which is again pretty nice. In in this new code, did the orc boy data slate get the squig keyword? No, did not get the squig keyword. Um, Sorry about that. Sorry about that. But let's talk uh, about the other things. Uh, Tom, you got any thoughts on snake bites? We kind of talked about it before, but like I, th I we talked about it a lot last week, so I think I'll leave it. It's just I don't really rate the transhuman thing too highly. It might be all right, but well, it depends on what the other kind of does look like. Kind of double up on it. Actually, you can get most of those two buffs from the stratagems anyway. So I re oh, can you? Yeah, okay. like, obviously we'll not army-wide, but in specific situations. So you probably, like, I don't know. I don't know if Snake Bites is the one. Apart from they've got a couple of really nice things, which we'll talk about it right now. So the Warlord, tri Sir Warlord traits Surly as a Squigoth. The first time this Warlord is destroyed, and it doesn't stack with other stuff that is available, like the Never Beaten Strategy, which is pretty fucking good. Um, if you do so, then on a 4+, you set this Warlord back up on the battlefield as close to where they were destroyed, not within engagement range, and you heal D3 wounds remaining, which is pretty nice. Uh, so that's the Warlord trait, Surly as a Squigoth. And obviously that's going to work really well on your monstrous kind of characters. So you can really create kind of like mm. a, a Smash Captain, but like a Squig Captain um, at this stage. And that's a nice Warlord trait to have, Nick. I don't know, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, ne Necrons have a similar thing. You get up on a 4+, plus. I think quite a few uh, quite a few codexes have a similar sort of stratagem now. Uh, I think I would probably prefer it to be a stratagem rather than the Warlord trait, because I think if I've got a cat, because this you benefit from it once, whereas other Warlord traits, your character might benefit from the whole game or buff other units for the whole game, potentially if he's alive. Mm. But I guess, yeah, if you've got a Smash Captain runs in, you might be if it, as long as it gets you one more round of attacks, it's, uh, maybe it's maybe it's better than one CP because fight twice is uh, two CP generally for certain units. So if this gets you to fight again with your smash captain, smash squid captain, sorry, maybe it is uh, really good value. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, next up, uh, so the, st the strategy you get for these guys, I think it's really good because uh, spoilers, you're probably going to run a bunch of hero lads. And this is pretty nice one. If you decide to add snake bites in, you might not, but like that's a good one to have. Um, and you've got the mystic chanting. Use the stratagem during your opponent's psychic phase. Select one of your snake bites uh, units from your army, and until the end of that phase, you can attempt to deny one psychic power. So it's like whatever. It's one CP, and who gives a shit? Um, and then you've got like a pretty nice relic, um, uh, which like who cares? So that's snake bites. Not tons to talk about, other unless you're building yourself a kick-ass uh, surly squigoth, or you're running squigs, in which case you're probably looking at this for the plus one to wound. Uh, everything else you're probably not into. Now, the next one, the one that I really like, goths. 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 Yeah, so their culture is no mucking a bear. 
And it's each time a model with this culture makes a melee attack, an unmodified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. Which is pretty nice. Cool. Yeah, pretty good. And then each time a model with this culture makes a melee attack, if that model's unit made a charge move or performed a heroic intervention, add one to the strength characteristic of that attack is also booyah in my opinion it's not plus one to wound which is we've talked about on the show before as thomas pointed out is like much better on the maths but plus one strength is pretty nice just for charging so additional hits and plus one strength for charging it's pretty strong on a lot of units that are going to be in this book so like big fan of that i don't know what you two think i don't think it i don't think it's as good as plus one to wound but obviously that squig locked whereas this opens it up to everyone yeah every orc in in a goths detachment so um if you're playing squigs probably don't go for that but if you aren't then yeah it's good but is it is it that good in in the world of transhuman like, does it matter what strength you are anymore that's a good point i hadn't actually thought that's actually such a good fucking point i hadn't thought about that at all tom do you want to weigh in on that what are you thinking uh it, it builds again into the way i don't think you i'm going to want the bell orcs which is that melee kind of version i'm not really going to want to do that but maybe if if, if you did want to do that but this might be okay it depends on what everything else does but it's just like lobbing a bunch of ones that you think would be good in melee into one part and then deciding which one which one's decent and so if you do want to do it this is fine like plus one strength is all right plus one attacks is genuinely quite good especially when you're proccing things with um the sixes still explode in this. Yeah, part. no, this is so. This is how you get exploding yeah. sixes. No, there is no. Yeah, no, yeah. No, they no daka daka isn't a thing now. Militant snowflake. Thanks for resubscribing. Yeah. So having the extra, uh, that's, the extra check is the warlord trait, but still, like this is you know this is this is decent, uh, especially with things like power claws where you can maybe prop that extra hit with a uh, with a fantastic weapon. Also, this is a, six now scores one additional hit rather than gets you one additional attack. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not yeah, even like, um, yeah, exactly. Which takes some bookkeeping out of the game, but it also means that you're a lot more consistent with those hits as well. So you're not getting plus one to win, but you're getting plus one strength, but you're also getting uh, more hits than your voice would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, like, I don't think this is a bad one at all, based on like looking at the other ones. I think you could definitely see this. The plus one strength is also nice as well. Um, uh, and like you say, it's on different units to the squig ones, but you're probably going to take the squig ones. Uh, warlord trait, proper killie, like Nick just, uh, sorry, Tom just said, plus one to the warlord's attack characteristic, and each time this warlord makes a melee attack, improve the armor pen by one as well. So you can make some beefy characters in here, which I think is great. Like, especially if you make your, like if you make yourself a beefy warlord, then exploding sixes on these pretty, like, strong attacks, like Tom was just talking about, like, is means that, like, you're just going to get more in, you're going to do more, right? Especially with their unbridled carnage battle tactic. Uh, so this is their, uh, yeah, their, their, their stratagem. Use this stratagem at the start of the fight phase, that one goth core or goth character unit from your army that has no mucking about clan culture, which is the clan culture. Uh, until the end of that phase, each time more than that unit makes an attack, it scores an additional hit on a 5-up. So that's 2 CP. So you get exploding 5-ups in melee, which feels... Tom, yeah. you muted, bud. Um, so that feels really nice, personally. What? How did that happen? I didn't click anything. What? Not sure. <laughs> okay, fair enough. My hands have been on the model, but okay, thanks for letting me know. That's just like more Dacker in melee then, I guess. Yeah, it's more Dacker in melee, yeah. but that's good. Yeah. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, it's isn't it, isn't it, well, so it's just the melee this... thing that upsets me. Okay. All right. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It's, it's still fine. It's what you expect goths to be. It's just not my thing. I don't think that's how I'm going to build. All right. And then the, the big the Iron Gob, um, which is uh, the relic, uh, a goth monolone, after making close combat attacks with the bearer, before they consolidate, you can set one enemy unit with an inch, and you do D3 mortal wounds. Personally, I like the goths. That's all right. Personally, I like the goths one. I think the goths one's decent. Yeah, they're fine. Um, 
I think Goths are better now than they used to be, actually. Yeah. I think they're more viable. Uh, I think they're really good. Mainly because Evil Sun's got poo here, but, you know, I think Goths are Okay, fine. so let's talk about uh, Bad Moons. Uh, so they're armed to the teeth. You add six inches to the range characteristic of Daka and heavy weapon models with this culture uh, that are equipped uh, that they are equipped with. So obviously that's going to like extend the range also of how many shots you get at half because Dakar is a number at full range and then even more closer range. So it's going to extend that range. Um, so that's quite nice. So that's six inches uh, to those. And you each time a model of this culture makes a range attack, an unmodified wound roll of a six, improve the armor pen by one. So I'm less bothered about that. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that's the the extra six inch range is alright. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The armor pen is whatever. Like ultimately. Yeah. If it was if it was extra AP on the hits, that's fine because with orcs BS five or some BS four, by the time you get to the wound roll, you don't have as that many compared to the number of shots you have. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and then the warlord trait though is uh, the warlord has a five up invun save. In addition, add one to the armor save and throws taken for the warlord. So you, so you can make so mm. plus one armor save and a four up invun. It's pretty nice for building yourself a generic character that's going to kick ass. And then the CP. Yeah, on that mega armor. Knock, yeah. One up save. One up save. One up save, baby. Yeah, yeah, because you get two up save base. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. And then the stratagem you've got is one CP, and it's used as stratagem when a Bad Moon's core or Bad Moon's character unit from your army is selected to shoot. Until the end of that phase, each time this model in that unit makes an attack with a DACA weapon, an unmodified hit roll of a six scores an additional hit. So if you're shooting, you add, like, if you're in Bad Moon's, Pick a unit. Well, your your guns are six inches longer, and also you've got exploding sixes, and then you've got uh, sixes to wound AP uh, minus one, which I think is like you could, might be viable, right? Like if you're looking at like a lot of shots or something, you could be like, Do you know what, I'm going to put that in there. Uh, but the fact that uh, the exploding sixes aren't on everything now, um, and you're going to, but it's cheap, right? It's one CP, mm. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's two ways you can build shooting, right? It's it's catering to lots of high-quality shots, or catering to lots of shots, right? Um, in this one, you're probably going to be using it on things like Shooter Boys. So if you want to go for less quality shots, but more of the shots, this is probably where you go. If you wanted to go for something like the uh, more high-quality shots, but not as many shots in general, you'd probably go for something like the, uh, the Death Skulls. So it, this is still fine, but again, it's back into Wars the Horde, which is, again, something I'm not looking to build for, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily not useful. Same with the Goths. Right, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that, Nick? Uh, I quite like it. Like I say, it's only one CP. Um, it is only sixes, not because this is basically this is like daka 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 from the old codex, isn't it? But in a stratagem, kind of. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm glad that's not an army-wide thing because it was just dice admin that I think was a little bit unnecessary, not necessarily fun to do. So I'm glad they've condensed it into this stratagem. Like I say, it's one CP. I think it's quite good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't blown away by this personally, but maybe maybe once you look at the weapon profiles, you think maybe something goes in there doing that. I'm not sure. Uh, Evil Sun. Imagine getting an extra shot with the custom Mega Blaster. Yeah, I know, right? Like, but the thing is, is you the reason the KMKs were so good before is they all had Daka Daka, so you were just like looking to explode as many sixes as poss, um, and it was fucking lush. Yeah. Uh, and now it's not anywhere near as good. So I could definitely see why people feel a bit like bummed on that front. Evil Sons, uh, the red ones go faster. You add one inch to the move characters' models with this culture. If that model is a speed freak, you add two inches. Whoop de doo, Basil. Add one. Fine. Add yeah. one to the advanced rolls for units made with this culture. Sure. And then models of this culture do not suffer the penalty incurred uh, to their uh, to fire and assault weapons after you've moved, basically. So I just think that that's 
fine, and I don't care probably about the whole of Evil Sons. I'm just going to point that out. Um, the Warlord trait is faster than faster than use in your command phase. That one friendly Evil Sons core unit, that unit is uh, within six inches. That unit is eligible to declare, declare a charge even if they advanced or fell back this turn. So that could be quite interesting for charging stuff in, falling back, and then smashing in again. Um, but not so like you know like you're charging something you pin them in in their turn they can't get rid of you 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 fall out and then you kind of hit something else um but well, it's also if they like try to tag you with something like i don't do, you, do we know the you know the boogies which are the missile as well like the the one that's like a plane engine with the guy with the scarf i can't remember uh, scrapjet scrapjet do they are they like Armagus when you deploy three they split so they don't remain a unit or or do they oh, I honestly don't know actually I didn't check. I'll double check in a minute I think I think they separate but like I can I think this I used so this is a fallback and uh, retreat warlord trait they used to be that used to be the evil sons one from the previous codex and I I always took it because I took a horde of orcs so it was always useful to be able to reposition on the table either to charge something or just to go and grab grab an objective through movement because that's generally how for objective play you like charge phase and piling and consolidate and your movement phase is the bread and butter for that style army so you don't want to be pinned into a certain position so i think it's a really it's a nice tactical one rather than it just being yay more shots damage i like it as a tactical repositioning one but whether that's going to be good in this codex if orc boys aren't very good and it isn't the way to go for horde orcs and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. This is probably more aimed at the vehicles and stuff like that. I guess yeah. maybe this could be good on if there is like a red roller style. Uh, either one of the buggies is just really good, like the scrapjet, or like is a red roller still good now? Is there is there a version of that that is like a big thing that hits really hard and you what you do? Like I might just throw in a ghost arc and tag it, so it's it's just fighting a ghost arc, which I don't care but you really wanted to go and fight something else elsewhere, having to retreat and charge can be pretty strong, but it's more situational. Yeah, on who it's on. Will Dockerall asked in the chat, when I paint them, can I put clan transfers on them that I like and mix it all up, or do they have to be the same clan in a mob? No, just stick whatever you like on, man. It's your creative hobby. If anyone has an issue with it, they're yeah. a dick. Um, They'll send up a Don't let the state come and get, yeah. You. Yeah. get you. They'll get you. Right, next up. Uh, so the stratagem that you get for those, uh, I talked about that, is use the stratagem in your shooting phase. Select one evil sun speed freaks unit from your army. That unit can immediately make a normal move as if it was your movement phase, which is pretty nice. Um, and then that unit is not eligible to... Oh, but we can't charge. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's... Pers oh. I think that that's quite, that's quite good, right? Because you could block people in. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking you know um, uh, Storm Boys. Double move Storm Boys, turn one. Yeah. Go what? Uh, they used to be what? Moving 12, 14 with a run. Maybe that's uh, 38 to 40 inches. Yeah, and put yourself in an well, awkward position for your opponent. I yeah. mean, I was just looking at it, getting progressively more excited about, yes, 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 we're going to get a, a Swarm Lord style extra move, super fast Orc unit charging across the board and punching you in the head, but no. It is called Drive by Daka, though, so I mean, the implication is clearly they want you to use it for shooting. Well, it's a right? Speed Freaks Unfortunately, unit as well. It's a Speed Freaks unit. Yeah. Yeah, so you put it on like a big unit of like war bikers or something. I don't know. Maybe that's what you want. They want you to do with it. Pity their guns suck and they don't really aim. But also well, the next you know. bit, I think, kind of actually like changes the shape of this whole subfection, right? Like, and lets you kind of go back to what Nick was talking about a second ago, which is um, the relic is uh, Resmecca's Redder Paint. Uh, you add two inches to the bearer's move characteristic. 
which is good, yeah? And then at the start of the fight phase, if this Warlord is within engagement range of any enemy units, those units cannot be selected to fight until all eligible units from your army have done so. What does it mean, this Warlord? Uh, if this Warlord... So this Warlord. That's a relic. Yeah. But it's a relic. It's not a you Warlord. You put the relic on the Warlord, but the relic goes on the Warlord. But the relic doesn't have no, to go on the Warlord, it it's a vehicle model. Yeah, only. this relic can be taken on a vehicle model. Yeah, Tom's right. So, like... I'm really confused. No, it's okay, Tom, don't worry. They've just written it badly. No, yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. They... So, no, I'm trying to work out what it means. That's oh, like... yeah, yeah. They, what they mean is this this character. But, like, they've written Warlord. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to turn up at Games Workshop at lunchtime on Saturday and spend 125 quid to get this book where we don't even know the difference between a fucking relic and a warlord. <laughs> it's just a small typo, it's fine. Uh, like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Small indie company. Yeah. Um, uh, but, so this one's quite interesting because I don't know if you read that, like, uh, like let's, let's just ignore the typo. This is pretty amazing if you think yeah. about it. Uh, at the start of the fight phase, this, if this character is within... Sorry, not this character, this vehicle, because it has to be a vehicle. Or it could be a character vehicle. Is within engagement range of any enemy units. Those units cannot be selected to fight until all eligible units from your army have done so. You, you can slap this on a stomper. Make it go two inches faster. Yeah. And fight things first. Right. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But it also means, <laughs> it also means everything else... So, like, if you've retreated and charged or you're piling in, like, a bunch of different units into, like, a combat, it means that if you've got, like, a big vehicle kind of engaged on a couple of different units, you can kind of make it so that, like, all your army gets to go first. I don't know. Interesting one. I think you could play around with that quite a bit. The, um, the, uh, uh, who's the new biker? I can't remember his name. The new biker that was in the previous wave. Who's the boss? Speed Freak yeah. boss. The, the Death the, Killer the, Warfare. The Trike. Yeah. yeah. He's got a big the base. Trike. I feel like this is written for him. Yeah. Yeah, big yeah. base. I'm sure he's a vehicle. Um, yeah, I've got one here, mate. Sit there. Bring it. So this this should be good on him, I'd imagine. I'm just gonna find it. Can't see it. I'll find it later. No. Big base. Anyway. I know he's on the shelf somewhere. But he is big base. Big yeah. base. Not as big as a stomper's ass, though. So no. you know that'll that'll block everyone. Right. Down. Next up, blood axes. Their culture is tactics. Not sure it's worth reading, but sure. Uh, uh, each time a ranged attack is made against a unit with this culture, if the attacker is more than 18 inches away, then the unit with this culture is treated as having the benefits of light cover. Units with this culture are eligible to shoot or declare a charge, but not both, in a turn in which they fell back. So, kind of nice for some like hitting and running. Uh, and the minus one to hit is very situational. And then the Warlord trait, I've got paint plan lads. At the end of the deploy forces step, I was re I was reading this again. To, I read it twice this morning, and like this and the and the stratagem, I just don't get. At the end of the deploy forces step, select up to three blood axes units from your army and redeploy them. Okay, I understand that. If the mission uses strategic reserve rules, any of those units can be placed in strategic reserves without having to spend any additional CP. And if both players are, are regardless of how many units are already in strategic reserves, so you can just lift even more than you normally allowed off, right? If both players have abilities that redeploy units first, you roll off. Okay. And then the stratagem, so I'll just talk about it together so you can kind of like talk about it as a, a thing. Dead sneak, yeah, it's yeah. one CP. And this is use this stratagem at the end of your movement phase. If the mission you are playing is using strategic reserves, select one blood axis infantry unit from your army, excluding mega arm units that's within three inches of any battlefield edge, and then place that unit in strategic reserve. And because it's the end of the movement phase, you won't be able to replace it, right? Yeah, the thing that kind of like really gets me about this yeah. is I get having stuff in strategic reserves is quite useful. But I think having so much in strategic reserves that you're not even playing the game, 
like is mm. really ineffective eventually, right? The only yeah, the only thing I can think that mm. you can't piss the me only off. thing I can think this is useful at uh, is if you played at Games Workshop events and the boards are glass, like so you'd be like I need yeah. to hide from the admin. yeah, right? And they just drop them on. That's, That's yeah, so yeah. there's an advantage there, but I think in every other situation, I think that this is pretty rubbish. Or did I have I read that wrong? I don't. Want... I I think with the four back and and shoot or fight thing, I think. Most of the time, you're probably not going to be doing that with more than one unit per turn anyway. So you might as well just take Evil Sons and use a stratagem for that, right? Rather than taking this. Um, so it's not a massive issue. Uh, and as you say, I'm not a massive fan of, of that kind of stuff either. I mean, the ability to all go into reserve is kind of pretty cool. But, I mean, only specifically against Admech. And again, you need to build towards it. So you need to be able to come down and make sure you hit on the drop, which you can't really do with uh, the less reliable here we go. So what you need is a shooting army again. So again, it's just pointing towards that kind of route yeah okay all right fair enough you got any thoughts on that nick um i understand your point about what's the point taking stuff off because basically you're like well i'm just going to play with 1500 points to your 2000 points uh, and give you a 500 point advantage straight away as an example and then uh yeah and um i was gonna say you could like you could play kg early on but then, because the boards are smaller now, that gives you want you put your stuff into deep strike. If you play KG and you're not damaging your opponent, they've got more stuff to block off the board with to push back your deep strike. So it's basically irrelevant. You're not getting it into the places that you want to. Um, this type of rule was better earlier on when they came up with this style of rule because it used to be uh, Necron's kind of a version of it, and you the Space Marine one, which is the Phobos one, which is Lord of the Sea. It used to be. At the start of the first battle round, before the first turn begins, you can do this. Mm -hmm. So either redeploy units or take them into strategic reserves. But they've changed that now to uh, at the end of deployment. So previously, you knew who was going first. Much more, much different situation. It's way more powerful because you know who's going first. You can either do it or don't. You can react to that information. Whereas now, you don't know who's going first. It's just maybe you're playing some deployment games with someone and you're faking them out over here, they deploy heavily over there, and you and you take it off, and you haha, they're not there, actually. So I think it's okay, but it's not great. Yeah. But ne Necrons have a, uh, a similar thing where they move six inches, and it's you know who's going first at that point, so it's it's decent, whereas this is, yeah, more limited. Yeah, okay. I, I think, I, th I, I don't think I, I would ever take this in any way, but sure. Like, um, uh, but that's, that's just me. Because it doesn't do, like, once I've done that, like I don't, I'm not adding range to my guns or AP or getting extra attacks or getting plus one to wound or having transhuman. I just don't see where it fits. I mean, maybe if you write a specific list where you you want stuff that does can't deep strike to go into deep strike and go into strategic reserves. Maybe you write a list where that is the case. And this, and if you can pay for a warlord trait, maybe this is worth one CP if it saves you CP in the long run. Let's say I've got 30 to 40 power level of stuff I want to put into Deep Strike. That's going to cost me three or four CP. Maybe I'll just pay one to do this. Yeah. But obviously tied to Blood Axes. Uh, yeah. Okay, right. So next one, Death Skulls. Each time a unit with this culture, so it's Lucky Blue Gits. Each time this unit with this culture is selected to shoot or fight, you can reroll one hit roll or one wound roll when resolving the unit's attacks. Pretty good, obviously. 
Please. On elite things, yeah, of course. Uh, each time a model with this culture yeah. would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound on a five up, the wound is not lost. Maybe not so important right now, but pretty nice, right? Nah, it's pretty, pretty crappy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, infantry units with this culture gain objective secured ability. Uh, this ability is described in Warhammer Five Thousand Cool Books. So infantry units are objective secured, which is nice on units that don't have obsec anyway, right? Like, so if you're running loads of boys, then fine. Yeah. But if they didn't have it, like, it's nice. I think the other stuff is is Eganos. yeah, the other stuff is fairly nice as well, especially those like unique rerolls uh, for death calls. And then the warlord trait is opportunist. Each time you select a target for this warlord. If you uh, select a character unit within twelve inches, uh, you can ignore the lookout sir rule. Um, and each time an enemy vehicle unit is driven in the 16th Warlord, you gain a command point. So it's a bit all over the place there. And then uh, 2CP for Wreckers. Use this stratagem at the start of your shooting phase. Please select oh, sorry, select one Death Skull's core or character unit from your army until the end of the phase. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack uh, that targets a vehicle, you can add one to the attack's wound roll. But then, so that's Wreckers, right? For 2CP in this sub-faction but you already basically get that for free in the other sub-faction. So, like... But only, yep. on, but only on the squig ones, yeah. right? So this is probably better... This is way better for stuff that's going to just get you at range. Like, the squig one's fine. Like, it's everywhere, but... I guess it's harder... I guess they're paying, you pay 2CP rather than it being all the time because this is easier to do at range. Like, you just deploy and you can shoot stuff across the table. Yeah. Whereas combat dudes, they've got to earn, they've got to get there, they've got to survive to get the charge, and actually and survive Overwatch to get that. So I can understand that. But yeah, this would be more valuable on range stuff like I don't know tank busters because they're only strength eight. Shoot, let's say you're shooting some toughness eight, you want the plus one. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm just like I just think it's shit for two CP as well. Um, and then you've got the relic. Yeah. The relic is uh, a Death Skull's Big Mech or uh, or Mech. Each time the bearer uses the mechanic or big mechanic ability roll D6 on two plus selected vehicle gains an additional wound. Um, and then if you can set one vehicle unit within 12 inches of the bearer, the enemy, the sorry, the enemy vehicle unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. So not not loving that is what I'm going to say. Not loving that. I mean, the main reason you'd be taking this entire thing isn't for warlord traitor for the stratagem or for a relic or what have you. It's for the reroll to hit and auto wound. Yeah, rate. yeah, yeah. Mm. And in some cases, that may be the best thing that you can access, even if you're just sacking everything else off, right? Because it's not like you have a plethora of things which all have different fantastic uses. It's like you build an army to do this thing, and now what's the best thing for me to do this yeah, thing? Yeah. Oh, there's a robot that gives me a free reroll? I'd take a free reroll. Yeah, you're so. absolutely right. And I honestly think that that first bit is something to look at, and everything else is like whatever. That, so that's that's the conversation, right? Yeah. Right, freebooters. Well, freebooters. Their culture is competitive streak. Each time a freeboot unit from your army destroys an enemy unit, after that unit's attacks have been resolved, until the end of the phase, each time an attack is made by another freebooters unit from this culture, from your army, add one to the attack's hit roll. And that's in yeah, it's all right, any it? phase. Yeah, it's good. I love that. That's that's the one. <laughs> that's so good. Like you, you blip a unit. Like you blip a really small unit, and then you've got plus one to hit mm. on everyone else. Mm. Massive for orcs. Like on everything. Yeah. Um. And then you're in combat. You know, you punk a little thing that you've like you've smashed, and then the rest of your boys are going to be boys or like squig smashes, or whatever. Like they're going to be hitting on twos. It's pretty fucking good, in my opinion. 
Like, mm. I just yeah. want to see how easy it is for orcs to pick out little units and what have you. Because when I'm playing craft worlds, it's relatively easy for me to like pick off like that last guardsman with a tempest launcher or what have you, right? Yeah. If orcs have some way to like get around terrain quite quite effectively, that could be really really good. It also it also and this is really key. Like it's so like matchup swingy. Like and it's kind of like oh if I'm pairing to like a like very like let's say death guard like very resilient like bricks of X. I'm not going to do much unless actually maybe like I uh, like take out that unit of pox walkers and then my whole army goes wild. I think that that's really nice. Like so knights, not that they're around much, mm. no. But like like Tom just said, the guards unit or even those little uh, units of drukari that might be running around. Yeah, like you're yeah. feeling pretty sweet about that, and then get plus to hit. So 100%. huge fan of that. Uh, Wall of Trait is an aura. While an enemy unit is within three inches of this model, subtract one from the Legion characteristic models in that unit, and each time that take combat attrition tests, you add plus one, and then friendly freebooters add plus one to the leadership. So, whatever. And then the stratagem is get the loot, which is one CP. Use the stratagem at the start of your command phase. Select one freebooter's infantry unit for your army that's on the battlefield until the start of your next command phase that unit gains objective secured ability this ability is described so it's a free boot infantry unit but i think that that's lush it's just a like boom your objective is secured now like and it's army wide and then you just like that you could do some really fun play with that i think yeah you could obviously your opponent should know that you have it but yeah it's one of those little pocket uh, strats that you can use uh, if you've got an opportunity to go and deny, this is this is definitely this is definitely for the de- for the denial game. So obviously, forty k ninth edition, you've got the hold it, your holding game, which is holding your own objectives, but denying your opponent's primaries, it's a big part of ninth. So I can definitely see this being really useful in that aspect. Really big, yeah. Again. Yeah, I'd love that. Uh, and then the relic is uh, the relic. Uh, it can only be taken by a vehicle model, and while the enemy unit is within six inches of the barrier, it loses the objective secured ability. Um, maybe taken all the sneaky objective secured. Stuff. That's a pretty good one, right? Like that one's really nice, especially on a vehicle. And I wonder what sort of vehicle you might take. Like the thing is, is two of the warlord. Yeah, two of the relics have been on vehicles, and that's mm. like a real push. They're like, hey. Buy vehicles. Buy vehicles, right? Do as the state yeah, says. Do, Only buy games where you Do as we say. Uh, so those are the subcultures. Uh, I'm pretty certain I've banged them all there. Um, let's talk strats. Yeah. Let's talk strats. So, um, let's talk about strats. Talk about strats, baby. Let's talk about. Don't forget, you got the war. We've talked about this before. The plus one attacks characteristic on orcs. Because that's a big one, right, Tom? Like, if you're playing goths, I know you said like you're not interested, but like you're playing goths. Yeah. Plus one attacks on them, yeah. Like if you do the call the big war, war like there's still all re- there's also still um, war path, so an additional plus one, so that's plus two with exploding yeah. sixes, like and then plus one strength. That's a fucking ton of dudes. Yeah, like, and there are still things you can do. It's just not how I would personally build them. And a good example of things they can do is based around the first strategy, which is called Kareen. Yeah. So for one or two CP, you can use a strategy in any phase when not model a uh, vehicle model that is not within engagement range already um, is destroyed and explodes. Uh, that model can make a normal move up to six inches before resolving the explosion. So you can move it. I mean, you can explode into your opponent, but that's probably not what you're doing it for. What you're using it for is you're using it to get a transport closer to the enemy lines. So you explode and you guys fall out a lot closer towards your enemy, right? Yeah, and also away from your stuff. Also away from your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's all positive. What's really positive about that is that it's only if it explodes. So you don't have to spend it beforehand in case. 
Is there a way you can force yourself to explode? No. Yeah, I was just no, about no, to ask no, that. No. no. Oh, okay. Sorry, lads. I wish, but no. That's disappointing. Um, oh, well. Uh, if that vehicle is a wagon or Titanic, it costs two CP. So, I mean, the options, like Tom said there, are massive. Use it to go do mortal wounds at your opponent uh, when it explodes. Also, remove it from your own lines and also just get someone out closer to the enemy. Or yeah. even, actually, if they were looking to, like, surround you um, and you explode, you might even be able to get yourself out of dodge, right? And get your little unit hidden. Yeah, before they can solve it, yeah, yeah, like, that one's huge. You're going to have so much tactical play with that. That's super powerful. Yeah, it's reactive, but if you can do it, then, yeah, great. Fantastic. Yeah. Works quite well. Uh, so then... Um, and then uh, you've got Get Stuck in Lads, which is a, a 1 or 2 CP stratagem. Use a stratagem uh, in the fight phase when boys or B-snagger boys... There you go, Nick, you've got it. Um, for your army, it's selected to fight until the... You said there was no stratagem of boys. At the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes a piling or consolidation move, you can move an additional 3 inches. This is not cumulative with other rules. If it's a unit of 10 or more, then it's 2 CP. So you get a an additional 3-inch piling, which isn't a bad call. Like, you know, you make, you, yeah. you, you know, let's say you deep strike or uh, you great, your green hand a gork over across the board. You've got a nine inch charge. You just make the nine. You can't pile them all in. Then you're like, cool, do you know what? I'm going to do a bit more to get the rest of those attacks in, right? Yeah, I think it's useful for, like, like if you have multiple combats and you've got different orc units involved, let's say the first unit you activate deletes loads more than you expected and the other unit can't reach the unit you've charged because they've removed models from that unit or the front and you need a bit of extra movement to get your attacks in, that's obviously useful. But it's also really useful for uh, the denial game as well. So if you are launching an obsec boy unit forward, maybe you just need maybe you got a shorter charge than you hoped, or you needed a long charge because you could use your pile and consolidate move to get onto that backfield objective and obsec it off your opponent. So any movement shenanigans, I think, for orc boy units uh, are very useful. I think. I agree. I agree. All right. So next one. Oh no! Clicked off it. No. No. <laughs> uh, Tom, do... it's called ramming speed, yeah. and it costs two CP. Uh, it's an orc battle tactic strategy and uses in your charge phase when an orc vehicle unit from your army is selected from a, to, uh, to charge. Until the end of that phase, when making a charge roll for that unit, roll 3d6 instead. You still need to declare something within 12, but you, you can get it more consistently. And uh, when that unit finishes a charge move, select one enemy unit that is within engagement range of it and roll 1d6 on a 2 plus, that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. Now, I believe this used to be an Evil Sons only stratagem. Um, and it's now generic, which is actually really, really useful. Another what, reason to buy more orcs so you have fewer red painted yep. ones. Buy and more vehicles. Actually, buy more buy more models. You've already painted all of these red. You don't want to repaint them all again, do you? So, yeah, it's, it's a good strategy. I was using it a lot, but it was part of the reason why I was using Evil Suns, because it makes some of your um, charges very, very uh, consistent. For example, big red roller, battle wagons. Yes, nice. Lots mm. of mortal wounds. Lots of mortal yeah. wounds, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a very solid one, right? Yeah, it's good. Okay, uh, so that's ramming speed. The next one uh, is uh, cr gun crazy show offs. Use a strategy in the shooting phase that one flash gets unit from your army. Then you can shout, shoot again, but must target the closest eligible units. Two CP. Sure, it's either going to be good or rubbish. Those are the options. A flash gets yep. the freebooter ones. Yeah, they're the guys that are pirates with the fancy ones. Yeah. So if you if you do manage to get the plus one to hit on those and then shoot twice, that's pretty good value. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. That would be really good, right? 
Um, and then, uh, so then you've got Hit Him Harder. It just depends on whether or not you take your flash kits, basically. Uh, hit Him Harder, which is 2 CP. Yeah, use when a Mega Knobs unit from your army is selected to fight. Until the end of the phase, each time this unit makes an attack uh, with a Power Claw or Kill Saw, you add one to that attack's damage characteristic, which is pretty nice. I'm just going to say. Mm. Uh, I'm, so if boys aren't going to be good in this codex, all of my hopes and dreams now for a cool army is that Mega Knobs are good. Burn the boys. Burn the boys. And, burn, and burn the boys. <laughs> burn the boys. Okay. Um, That's my it's okay. We haven't got to the data place yet. We're yeah. all right. Uh, which we'll do next week. Uh, Toughest Squig High, 2CP. Use the stratagem if any, in any phase when a Beast Nugget infantry Beast Nagger Cavalry or Beast Nagger Monster 2CP from your army is selected as the target of an attack. Nick, what do you think Tougher Squig Hide for 2CP does? Is it like a transhuman? You've got it, baby. You've got it. It's a transhuman available for 2CP. <laughs> if you want to buy the new cool shit, you don't have to play Snake Bites. Like you can make them good anyway. <laughs> regardless. Yes. You can always make these models good, however you want to play them and whatever collection you already have. They will be good. As long good. as you buy the new models, they will they be good. They will be good. Uh, and so, uh, yes, they uh, they will be good. So, like, that's 2CP. So, that's gonna you, people are going to do that, right? That's uh, that's the one. Yeah. Um, so Transhuman for everyone. Yeah. Transhuman for everyone. I mean, it's only on the new stuff, so... Yeah, which you're probably taking a snake bite anyway. Yeah. Uh, right, and then uh, t- so that's two CP, and then next one is breaking heads, which is two CP. Use this strategy in the morale phase when a morale test is failed for a clan unit, yeah, uh, excluding Gretchen units from your army that's within three inches of any units. Okay, start again. Use this strategy in the morale phase when a morale test is failed for a clan unit, excluding Gretchen units from your army that's within three inches of any friendly clan war boss or clan knobs units, which is a nice little change. That clan unit suffers D3 mortal wounds, but it automatically passes the morale test. So 2CP to pass morale. Nice. So it's the same as the old uh, war boss breaking heads rule, but now you have to pay CP yes. for it. Mm. Okay, then. Fine. Next up. Uh, Keep, they're just taking away the, the, all the morale controls or have access to, I guess. Yes. Stay away from the boys, people. Minus one to, to the boy hordes, uh, FYI. Yeah, another another minus to the boy yes. uh, An orc is never beaten. Strike it's two CP. Hope that there's a big character model available uh, in some sort of exclusive box uh, available for this one. Which is use this strategy in the fight phase when an orc's character model in your army that has not already been selected to fight this phase is destroyed. Yeah, do not remove the model from play. It can fight after the attacking model's unit has finished making attacks. If the selected model's characteristic change as it's... Uh, if So, basically, you fight on the bottom bracket, basically. Yeah? Right? Okay. 2CP is a bit expensive, right? I think that's pretty brilliant. You it's not fine. It's, it's all right, but... It, pretty good. Like, it's situational, because often what you're doing is spending 2CP to fight something that hasn't already fought. So, if it's like a big scrum in the center of a board, maybe you go for it, but... I don't know. I don't know. I think if you're I think on your... it's a pretty good one. I think it's it, it, it is it a gotcha moment or is one that might catch catch you out because I, often... I almost got gotcha'd or caught out by a very similar strategy like this that they used to have in the old codex when I was playing with my knights at an event. I can't remember his name now. Um, uh, yeah, so he I was playing with my knights against his orcs and he had the orc biker boss with the power mega claw mm. thing. They're like damage yeah. three people wounds mega killer claw. claw. Yeah. Killer claw. He, so he was really unlucky and he failed his charge. Oh, so I think I would have been fucked up by this. But but anyway, 
I was baited in because what he wanted me to do was kill his orc boss. What he wanted to do was get value, charge me, fight, then me kill him and then him fight again using this. So if you've got that another smash character, I think it is really, really good for those characters because it's effectively a fight twice. Strap. Yeah, I, but my thoughts... With the tats if you're having to die. Yeah, I, I personally... Also, you can't do it if you have not already been selected to fight, though, right? So if you have already fought, you can't fight again. Oh, they've done it again like that. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's just yeah. a you get you get you get you the get fight to fight you get a, fight uh, twice, but you get a commiserations get... fight. Yeah. I think that's good yeah, yeah, though. Yeah. Like if you're like let's say you're it's fine. let's say your turn's three four right. Like you've got a character that's like nearly dead, yeah, and then they go to like clear him off, otherwise he's going to cause you a drama. Like it just it just means if you've got the CP spare, it's a good slapback, right? Like they've got to be punished. Yeah, it's fine. They've got to be punished for it. Yeah, it's, like I I think it's fine. I'm just I'm just not hyphy about it. You know I'm what I mean? hyphy about it. Whatever hyphy means. Like fair I'm, enough. Hype. I think that's nice. Yeah. Uh, the bigger they is, which is two CP. Use this stratagem in the fight phase when a beast snagger war boss unit from your army is selected to fight. So only a beast snagger war boss, Nick. Buy the new things. Uh, until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack that targets the Titanic unit, add two to the damage characteristics. So we should have stopped reading there. So maybe if knights are good, yeah, then, like, uh, can, whatever. Yeah. then you've obviously got the ability to take an extra warlord trait and an extra relic. Uh, so those are in there for a CP each. Next up, Tide of Muscle. Use this strategy in your charge phase when you select an Orc's core <laughs> unit, not Gretchen, from your army to charge. <laughs> that unit can ignore all modifiers to the charge roll. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. What's it be? Ignore trees. Can you ignore Beautiful. trees? Not even Death Guard can ignore trees. So. No. no, they can. They can now. They've shut, been re <laughs> That's not bad, though, right? Stop a bit, Tanglefoot. I like it for 1CP. 1CP. Yeah, it's really, really yeah, good. Yeah. Tanglefoot. Yeah, Tanglefoot. Goodness me. I didn't even think about Tanglefoot. Good yeah, call. Fucking high five me. Yeah, it's really good. Space Marine Grouse Strat. Oh, I'll take that. Give yeah. me that for 1CP. And it's cheap. All the strats are cheap, man. Like, 1CP is fucking laughing. Uh, unstoppable Momentum, which is another CP. Use your strategy in the charge phase after a knob on Smasher Squig. Specifically, nice. have you bought one? Have you bought <laughs> one? If not, Use we're, we're not selling them, but why not? <laughs> Use this strategy after you've been to Games Workshop and bought the new models. <laughs> Select one of your new models yeah. from your army. Yeah, collect your... You may collect your blue stratagem passport to uh, allow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got your stratagem passport to be able to use the stratagem. Uh, right, so um, after a knob on Smash Creek unit from your army finishes a charge move, if there are no enemy models with engagement range of this model, it can immediately be selected to declare a charge again. Okay? Right? If you've bought one. It just means if you do impact hits, kill the thing, you can charge again and do more impact hits and do more things, right? Mm. Uh, so, Grot Shields. Use this stratagem at the start of your opponent's shooting phase. Select one Orc's infantry unit from your army, then select one Gretchen infantry unit from your army within six inches of that unit. To the end of the phase, any models cannot selected, uh, select the selected Orc's infantry unit as a target if the selected Gretchen infantry unit is closer to the visible target. How does this interact with Morkai please do not ask this question, is 2CP, right? So you've got Grot Shields for 2CP. That's fine. That's a good one, right? That maybe you'll use, maybe you won't. Uh, so there is a, something that needs clarifying on this one. Oh, yeah? What is it? Makari. That's what I meant. Makari. Yeah? And how does yeah. it interact with Makari? Who, who yeah. fucking cares? 
It, well, I mean, if you're in six inches of Makari, you can't target it without killing Makari. And if Makari is within three inches of you, you can't target Makari. But you know so. when someone asks you the question at the tabletop, yeah? <laughs> All you say is, I don't fucking care, man. Like, that's the answer, I think. It's like, true, yeah. true. I think, I think so. Just go, well, I'm just going to stick my head in the sand until it, the eventual FAQ <laughs> yeah. in four to six weeks. Yeah. That's my answer. Wake me up when it's yeah. there. We don't have to worry about it because we ha- we've got that FAQ policy that should be adopted everywhere. You everywhere. Know, everybody else has to worry about No FAQ, there. no play. Just imagine you've gone into a club toilets in the noughties. Uh, and there's a fella in there who's offering to wash your hands and spray you and give you some uh, mints before you go back on the dance floor. Uh, that's how I say it. No FAQ, no play. That's how I say it. Uh, right. Teleporter. Uh, you can put people in the teleportarium for 2CP. Oh, specifically, actually, it's changed. So that one non-monster orcs unit from your army that has a power rating of 20 or less. Uh, so basically, there's some there's some specifications on it now, right? Like so, it's an, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of this in this codex. There's a lot of like clarifying in like uh, this kind of language. There, select this unit, but not this one. If it is more than this, but less than I the mean, other. I mean, it's been very specific on this one. Yet, but I forgot Makari. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> you know, yeah. The, you can tell exactly where the guy writing this had the coffee. <laughs> and I think it was somewhere two thirds of the way down the page. Uh, but yeah, you're right. But you can put some stuff in the teleportarium, but not everything in the teleportarium. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, lumbering strides, one mm-hmm. CP. Use this strategy in your charge phase when you use an Here We Go ability to reroll charge for, oh my god, get ready, a Morkonaut, <gasps> a Gorkonaut, or a motherfucking Stomper. Fucking get oh, in there. Shit. Or a stomper, right? Uh, you get the old here we go rule if you pay a CP. Yeah, you get the old here we go. We can reroll one. All they've done is paywall all our fucking old rules. I know, right? What the yeah, fuck? <laughs> and they've, bar- they've barely written this codex. They've basically just looked at all the data slate rules and put harvested them off the data slate, put them in a fucking strategy, haven't they? Yeah, you're right. I'm living now. Lazy. Previously, I was excited, but actually, as soon as Tom said it, they have paywalled all of our cool rules. And they yeah. really, really... This is Games Workshop going into microtransactions, dude. They super want us uh, to buy the new stuff. I don't know if you know this, but they okay. super want us to buy the new stuff. Like They're like very invested in us buying the new stuff. If Maybe. only I knew ahead of time, I could get it cheap. Nick, what's that background picture? Nick, what's that background picture a reference to? Oh, it's a tweet that Tom made uh, on the 7th of July, roughly. So you can probably go to Tom's Twitter to find out. Yep. And what what was the tweet in reference to? Please inform the chat. I, I, can, right. I can tell him. Go on, so, Tom. Uh, the Art of War tweeted, uh, oh, we're doing a hobby stream and it was with John Lennon and um, Richard Siegler. I was like, oh, John's building some Gene Stealer cults and Richard's building some Tau or something, right? And on the desk was like a fucking picture of a orc buggy sprue and an instruction booklet the thing behind me is the picture <laughs> but how would so they I know ahead like, of time obviously done it intentionally and, and, and this is the this was on the 7th of july uh, documented on the internet 7th of july yeah. and the date is 27th of july as we speak and the book isn't out yet how did they know ahead of time i mean time? And I just, so i just like took a screenshot and zoomed is in this... and then sent it back to him with a word enhanced is this what you get for the coaching <laughs> the secret ahead of time source because they're not playtesters, like... they said they're not playtesters, so there must, it no, must be some sort of coaching. We definitely don't know any playtesters intimately either. They don't have any, <laughs> you know, any of those guys. 
Competitive 40k is such a fucking joke in America. It's not like Games Workshop get uh, their favourite content creators specifically to be playtesters, is it? (laughs) Anyway, let's... Next one's going to change your life, which is... It's okay. John went on a podcast and said that we don't get any information ahead of time to get past the mounting evidence of him getting things ahead of time (laughs) and bring the guy on to give you the information ahead of time. They went on a Games Workshop podcast. Color me convinced. I'm convinced. They've convinced me. I don't know how they managed to. Right. Anyway, look. Next stratagem. Burn them all. Not them. This. Burn them, boys. Yes. (laughs) Use your stratagem in your shooting phase. When a burner bomber. No, Nick. It's a burner bomber. I'm so sorry. I saw burner and then there's a word that began with B, but it wasn't boys. Yeah. It's now bollocks because it's not the stratagem you need. (laughs) Sad. Uh, We are are pro competitive 40k, I promise. I promise. Like, I love competitive war games that's my whole jam uh anyway look the burner bomber unit from your army makes attacks with a scorcher missile yeah um after resolving these attacks each other unit within three inches of the target suffers one mortal wound which is quite good right yes if so it's a unit if if that unit is a massive unit and it's strung out somehow touching loads of other units maybe you'll get some good value from it (laughs) Sorry, I just heard you talking about big units touching other big units, and I got very excited. That's mm-hmm. mm. what yeah. we're doing here. Scorching missiles. Okay, yeah, never mind. They're useless. Yeah. We can move on from that one. It's not yeah. about burner boys. The competitive scene doesn't want to hear about it. Yeah, useless so, unit. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, you know Painting Technical has made a really good point. Why hate on the US? Games Workshop is the UK, and he makes all these horrible decisions. In fact, they're in Nottingham with us. We can narrow it down. Everyone in Nottingham is an idiot. <laughs> There you go. Also, and I'm in also, there. We're not, we're not I'm inside that it's... circle. I've really narrowed it the fuck yeah. down. Yeah? We're not hating on the US. We're in the epicenter of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Florida. <laughs> I'm not hating on Florida. I'm hating on just not <laughs> one mile from where I am. Yeah? That small an area uh, is what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're right, though, Nick. If there is a big unit, like a full big unit, like a throbbing big unit, uh, that's mm. you're gonna want to fire a missile at Just it. Just touching a lot of things. Yeah. Um, uh, well, whoever lead English people to write rules, fucking god knows. I know we're not very good at it. We need to stop. <laughs> we please. should stop. <laughs> we need all these sweaty lawyer nerds to come out the closet and like write all the rules please for us. Do. Uh, anyway, that's good yeah. if they happen to castle up and for some reason you've got yourself a burner bomber, uh, but they don't have big headbutt anymore, so that's terrible. That's that's really sad. I'm really sad. I'm really sad that. about I'm that. Thank you. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. When they remove the um, doom scythe strap. Yeah, I agree. Uh, right. So monster hunters use this stratagem at the start of any phase. Select one enemy monster or vehicle unit and up to three beast snagger units. Please buy. Each time an attack is made by a model in one of these. Thanks, Nurgle Matthew, for donating ten gift subscriptions. Whoop whoop! Oh, the wicket keeper in the house. Yeah, they removed Big Ed, but winner stays on. They, like, they they removed it as a strat. Fucking jerks. Um, thanks, yeah, Nurgle Matthew. You, you fucking gorgeous man. Um, also, you gave uh, a gift subscription to Plymaris Rob Rob Marine. <laughs> <laughs> what a great name! We love it. We love it. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, you get to add one to the attacks wound roll. So, just in case you were uncomfortable with getting that plus one to wound roll uh, against monsters, 
you get to you get to do it again now uh, by this stratagem. Cool. So you can do transhuman. You can do plus one to wound on beast snagger boys or beast snagger units, which will include, by the way, the squigs. So uh, you basically two CP. You can get all of the stuff and also play with the. Which is why I'm interested in things like goths, Tom. Right. Because actually, mm. when I can already transhuman a unit and I can already give him that plus to wound, like against monster vehicles, like I, I kind of think, right, well, like the, a lot of those units are already combat right? So now I want extra strength and I want extra, like, exploding sixes. Like, I guess, yeah. I guess it I'm... depends on how you want to play the army. If you have yeah, exactly. maybe one big unit or two big units maybe that's better because you only might need it one turn or two turns. But if you've got MSU, it's not that much value sticking it on a three-man unit. Yeah, and you've got lots of them running around. You might have more value just having half of the stuff on the all of them all of the time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. It's all about how you want to build, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, Cutting Flames is the next one. Use your strategy in the fight phase. Select one Burner Boys unit from your army. Nick, you're in. <gasps> right? Until the end of that phase... They did it. Yeah, your melee attack is AP2. Oh. <laughs> well, I suppose that's okay. Is it? Least, well, unless it's you're playing against Admac who it's don't better care. Than... What's that, Tom? Sorry? Unless you're playing against Admac who don't care. In fact, they get a better save because you hit them with that. I'm in. Uh, okay. Um, uh, so, the, by the way... I, like... That is in... Oh, melee attack. Uh... The characters, by the way, are 100 It's in melee as well. Yeah. In melee, minus two, minus two AP in melee. Who decided to write this out? Yeah. Who, who looked at Burner Boy and think we need a Burner Boy strat? Yeah. Let's make them better yeah, in specialist melee. <laughs> uh, right. So that's sorry. That's cutting flames. Do you think just before we finish? Do you think we someone stormed into the design workshop and said, "Can we not do mortal wounds on flamers for one book, please?" <laughs> and they thought, you know, right? You know that Nikos Furt guy. <laughs> He's going to really hate this melee strategy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> hey, the shooting unit. Again. Good in melee. Re- and I'll go back to the reason I started my orc army initially. Chinorks with magnetized burner boys inside the Chinork. They don't like you, Nick. That's what I'm going to say. Like, I don't know yeah, who you heard. The legend in one just ruined the other one. <laughs> exactly. Next strat is 2CP and it's Mordaka. Use your strategy to shooting phase when orcs shooting from your army selected to shoot until the end of the phase. DACA weapons that unit equipped with are considered to be within half range. So Ooh. you can do that. So it's 2CP and it's any orc unit. So that's pretty big on uh, on specific units, right? Um, so uh, next up, Cloud of Smoke. Mm. is two, That's great. That's a great strat. It's 2CP. It's expensive, but you're going to find some units to use that on and you're going to be really fucking happy about that. Uh, Cloud of Smoke is 2CP. Use this strategy at the start of your opponent's shooting phase. You select one Speed Freaks vehicle unit from your army until at the end of the phase, while a friendly Speed Freaks vehicle unit is within 6 inches selected unit, each time a ranged attack targets that unit, you minus subtract one from the attack's hit roll. It's a lot to... It's 2CP, and it's a lot to be able to get minus one to hit, but you can do it if you want, and they're all Speed Freaks units, so I don't think you're going to use that at all. Uh, Tank Buster Bomb. Okay. <coughs> Use this stratagem in the fight phase when an Orcs Tank Buster Bombs unit from your army is selected to fight. Select that... Uh, select. Is that a keyword? Yeah. Orcs Tank Buster Bombs unit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in uh, it's select one model in that unit. The, that model can only make one attack this phase, but must target an enemy vehicle. But if they hit, you do 2d3 mortal wounds, basically. For one CP, that's decent. It's great. 
Is he the is he the rocket hammer He's guy? He's the rocket hammer guy. Rocket the hammer. rocket hammer guy's got a rule. Oh, yeah, that's orcs, cool. tank buster I'm bombs. I'm yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one model with the rocket hammer. Oh, it might be. Really it cool. could also be the squig bomb, like do not saying, But I'll check. But like, I thought that's the only guy that has it. But maybe there's more guys that have it. We'll find out. We'll find out next week when we review the units and their keywords. Please tune in next week when we review those things. Uh, not behind any paywalls. Just free. Just hang out with us and just like chat the shit if you want. Like just fucking come and hang out. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty fun. And we might read out a comment um, even if you don't pay us. To say yeah, hundred percent. Like, like realms beyond like realms beyond Twitch just said, boys have it. For free, I didn't even. He didn't even have to pay me five dollars for me to say that. What, Nick? You don't get paid five dollars to add. Is that a squig bomb? No, unbelievable. Um, great. You guys could ask free questions. Who knew? Uh, Snaggle grapple. Uh, Snagger grapple. Uh, I think this is a juice. It's two CP. Use this strategy at the start of your opponent's movement phase. Select one B snagger boys. Okay. As long as you play stiff in your local game, yeah. Games, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so start of the movement phase select one beast snagger boys unit from your army each time an enemy unit oh that's cool excluding titanic it, within engagement range of that unit is selected to move roll a d6 on a four plus the enemy unit cannot fall back so you keep them locked in the embrace two cp is a bit expensive for a four plus roll yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. but it's more of the fact that your opponent knows you have that strategy yeah I agree. I agree. Yeah. So whether or not so you're going to take, so whether or not you're going to take the Snagger boys, but why aren't you? They've got a six. Is this up one of the, Is this is the only value in this stratagem part of that gamesmanship conversation that you guys had a couple of weeks ago with Jim Vessel? Yeah. Like you, you make your opponent hyper aware that you've got this stratagem. You're like, by the way, yeah, you got it. Nick. Just before you make any decisions, you do know that I have the Snagger grapple stratagem. Uh, oh fuck! And then uh, they might put completely put them off their game plan. Uh, you're right. You are right. You are right. That's a good one. Grand Shaker shells. This one is super fucking good in my opinion. Uh, it's one CP, which is super good. Use the strategy in your shooting phase when selecting a target for an heavy lobber. Until the end of that phase, each time this model makes a ranged attack, if the hit is scored and it's not a Titanic and cannot fly, that unit uh, start your next movement phase, halve the move characteristic of models in the target unit and subtract two from the result of advance rolls. If for one CP is fucking I nice. want. I need to see what an heavy lobber is now. Okay, so it's on, I think it's on the new truck thing. Um, okay, we'll have a look next week. Okay. Tune in next week to see what the is new toy the new... are going to tell me is. Huh? Is this only on the new stuff then, or is this on the battle wagon? No, I'll go, I'll go look at Tom. Tom you read out the last off, stratagem, no. and I'll I'll tell you. It's a force because, by the way, it's an so heavy it's... lobber, like not like a, a regular yeah. lobber. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, the replacement for the double range and the custom force fields. So you use a stratagem in your, at the start of your opponent's shooting phase, so you don't use it at the start of your turn anymore. And it's like one model in your army that has a custom force field, and until the end of the turn, you replace the uh, custom force field's ability with a 5-plus invulnerable save, because the custom force field has gone down to a 6-plus invulnerable save. So that's 2CP, uh, by the way, strike free for the boys' builds with that <laughs> custom force field change. Um, oh, no, never mind. At the end of his turn, the custom force field overloads and cannot be used for the rest of the battle. Oh, God. Yeah. So basically, you completely sack off because of force field to get one turn of uh, five plus in honorable save. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That, but that's just... It's nine inches as well. It used, like, it used to be 18, so you could be like, right, turn one, most of my army is getting a five of him. But... So, so I think that'd be good if it was 18 inches, but because it's nine and you lose it for the rest of the battle, 
You're right. Not sure. That's You're right. They're very good, is it? So the Hunter rig, yeah, which is new, in case you weren't sure aware, the battle wagon as a lobber. However, the Hunter oh, rig, okay. which is new, yeah, has oh, got an heavy yeah. lobber. So if you happen okay. to take in him, then uh, you might take the Hunter rig. He's got a uh, Hunter rig, by the way, is toughness eight with 16 wounds and a three up armor save. Um, and also, don't forget, it's Beast Snagger, so it's got six up in fun. And it's also got Ramshackle, so it's reducing damage by one if you're not shooting it with toughness, uh, strength eight or more. Strength eight, um, yeah. It's got the heavy lobber, uh, yeah. a sticker cannon, butcher boys, savage horns, hooves, and saw blades. So it's actually got, uh, in close combat, six attacks, which hit on threes, uh, which are pretty nice. And they are uh, strength... Uh, the Butcher Boys are strength 5 minus 1 damage 1. Each time a bearer fights, it makes 4 additional attacks with this weapon and no more than 4 attacks have been made with this weapon. And then also the Savage Horns and Hooves, each time the bearer ma uh, fights, it makes 4 additional attacks with this weapon, which are strength plus 1, so strength 7, minus 2, damage 3. Yeah? Uh, and you can't make an additional attack. So you basically make 6 attacks on its saw blades. So this this is the Hunter Rig, right? Six attacks with slaw blades, which are strength eight, minus two, damage two. Then it makes four attacks, which are strength five, uh, minus one, damage one. And then four more attacks, which are strength seven, minus two, damage three. The number of different profiles and melee weapons here makes me think of reading an AOS. Uh, yeah, issue. well, it's got it's, it's a got lot more, right? It's open-topped, so we know what that means. It's got, here we go, which is reroll charges. But it's got snagged, right? Each time this model makes an attack snagged. with its sticker cannon, if an enemy non-Titanic vehicle or non-Titanic model loses any wounds, roll a d6 on a 4+, plus. the enemy uh, model cannot finish any type of move more than 12 inches from this model until the start of your next turn. So you can lock hey, people Rob. in with you. Yeah. Rob, That's an interesting what if you do this to that, a... Right? What, what, do you do, what happens if you do this to a flyer? With a minimum move distance. Oh, it, blows, it blows up, Tom. Oh, crash, crash it's got, Surely it's got to blow up, up, right? But that's the one yeah. with that's the one with the Go heavy lobber. There's also the kill rig, which has the heavy lobber as well, which is do you the think, other version. Do you think in this stratagem they meant to they meant to put because it seems to be to this particular type of weapon, that style of orc weapon? Do you think they wanted to put in the shooting phase when selecting a lobber or heavy lobber? Do you think they made a typo there? Uh, no, I don't think they made a typo. So. Damn. They want you to buy the new toy, Nick. Yeah. That's oh, why okay. it's not a typo. I will yeah. obey. You should, you should yeah. obey. And by the way, uh, there's also the kill rig, which is the other version of this, which is basically like it's got the snagged rule as well, right? But that's armed with the heavy lobber as well. Yeah. Sticker cannon, which is also the sticker of a thing. The work tower, butcher boys, savage horns, hooves, and blades. The work tower is strength nine shot at 24 inches. Uh, that's D6 damage. And it's also got a fucking wizard on top of it. It can hold also 10. Uh, hey Nick, do you think it could take ten orc boys, ten infantry, or what do you think it can take? I think it can probably take twenty orc infantry. Well, it can't take twenty, but it can only take ten. Only be snagger infantry, please buy. Oh uh, really? Please <laughs> buy. Is <laughs> that because only the new models have the skill to the ride? Only to, to they have the skillers to ride. Um, and just like as a takeaway, by the way, having read through this, like the characters are fucking nuts. You can do some really cool like character building, which I think is kind of fun, right? Like a big orc boss smashing face. Um, I'm trying to find the, the data sheet for them. Like the beast boss on Squiggasaur, right, is he hits on twos and moves 10. 
um, and his strength seven, but toughness. Sorry, strength six, but toughness seven, with nine wounds with a four-up save. But he's got a five-up invun, and he's not very expensive. But the important part, he's got the uh, best, the beast chopper, um, which is strength. Um, uh, sorry, it strength is user, strength strength six, minus two, damage two. But the Squigglesaur's jaws are strength seven, minus three, damage three. And each time the bearer fights, it makes three additional attacks with his weapon and no more than three attacks with this. So, like, it's a fucking beat stick of a model, man. Like, it's f- mm. great. Great. Like... It's got a lot of attacks, right, you said? Yeah. And it's got the squig t- keyword. Yep. It was getting so much value from that plus one to wound with that many attacks. Loads. Or from Goths exploding nice. those attacks, like in my opinion. And and using the the stratagem yeah. for the plus one to yeah. wound. Yeah, or or using the stratagem for exploding on fives or anything like like the kind of takeaway, having read through it all, in my opinion, Tom, like it doesn't have to be right, yeah. In my opinion, is there's some great shooting mm. units. No, of course. But I think like there's such value in because the footprint of these models is fairly small. The beat boss on Squigasaur, mm-hmm. the um, the fucking beast nagger like boss banner guy on the other one, like and then the little squigs. They've got so such a small footprint, but they've got so much raw output, and like being able to like overlap like uh, things like goths and, and other stuff, and like and, and and just being like cool, I'm transhuman now this round. I think actually, like yeah. they're really pushing the new toys, and I think the new toys will I think <laughs> the new are, toys yeah. will end up being the winner from the book effectively but that's like we'll, ha- we'll have to see yeah but uh, you could be right i don't think you're necessarily wrong but we'd have yeah, to yeah. see yeah yeah but anyway we'll 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 we'll, we'll di- dissect all that next week right we'll do like psychic powers and all mm. that because it's very yeah. fucking warm and i think we should all rest up now if that's cool with you guys one thing one yeah yeah no problem yeah, one thing you know after my codex stats for other yeah. codexes so i would like to by next week get the codex stats for the orc codex so we can compare them to the other ones but also because i'm super salty i will do an extra bit of data on this yeah. codex to try and identify the percentage of rules that are specifically only for the new models good good love that i reckon it's at least i reckon it's at least 35 percent of this codex is purely on the new models and how many data slates are new models as well? It'd be good to see the breakdown of representation in stratagems compared to the actual percentage of the uh, orc unit population. Um, as in, like, if they're like, are they like five percent of a book? Like, and are they being given like a, a big percentage of the rules compared to everybody else? Right, like burners, for example, only get one strat, but we've already seen like three or four for beast magnets there. Yeah, yeah, like, like, the, yeah. Like, I mean, there's one for boys, and it's you can pile in three inches. <laughs> like, they're like, they're like, <laughs> fuck off, Nick. <laughs> anyway. But like, but like Loki said for zero pounds uh, in the chat, don't worry, Nick, you don't have to buy all the new orc stuff. You can always convert it from existing stuff. That's the best thing about orcs. All conversions look awesome. Just raid your bits box. Unfortunately, the boys will deploy on your position as soon as you convert. Loki, so. yeah. <laughs> if you want Games Workshop SWAT team on your location right now. Um, uh, boom. Location. Yeah, location. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you're yep. all wonderful people. Uh, Nick and Tom, thanks for hanging out with me today. Um, uh, like, Thank it's you. been really, really fun. Uh, I've loved this. It's been super fun going through this book. I can't wait to talk more about it next week. Um, uh, uh, let's just pray. Let's all just pray for Battle Scribe update so we can start writing lists. Yeah. Start getting those prayers and Praise be to let's Battle manifest Scribe. those thoughts and those loves. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, you guys got any shout outs before we head out today? 
Um, I would like to shout out everyone who came to League of Nights last weekend. Uh, big shout out to DC for winning it. Um, and also shout out to Dick van der Hoosen for winning his GT. Okay, yeah, good shout out. Tom? I'd like to shout out Gozzi for helping out at the... Um... Oh, yes. Massive event last go. weekend. He did a really good job. Yeah, really. Uh, well, uh, can we use the uh, we can use the, the app from Saturday though, right? Which app? <laughs> Which app are you talking about, Will? Uh, I'm going to shout out everyone at League of Nights because they're great, and then everyone coming to the 40k event we got this weekend. Uh, very much looking forward to seeing uh, these uh, boys on the tabletop. Uh, so that's at the TSN Arena. And if anyone ever wants to come, there's a link in the chat, and I'll include it in the show notes as well. Uh, right, uh, huge. I'm off to paint more terrain for this the event this weekend. In fact. Uh, so, I always paint my army. Okay, lovely. Nick, Tom, a pleasure. Uh, hopefully, Logan will return with us next week. Um, it's been super nice. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, you're all lovely. And thanks for listening to Honest Wargamer. Have a really great day. <laughs>